The American Broadcasting Company and affiliated stations present headline edition with Taylor Grant. Today's edition presents a roundup of the latest developments in the finding of a flying disc. Late this afternoon, a bulletin from New Mexico suggested that the widely publicized mystery of the flying saucers may soon be solved. Army Air Force officers reported that one of the strange discs had been found and inspected sometime last week. Our correspondents in Los Angeles and Chicago have been in contact with Army officials endeavoring to obtain all possible late information. Joe Wilson reports to us now from Chicago. The Army may be getting to the bottom of all this talk about the so-called flying saucers. As a matter of fact, the 509th Atomic Bomb Group headquarters at Rockwell, New Mexico, reports that it has received one of the discs which landed on a ranch outside Rockwell. The disc landed at a ranch at Corona, New Mexico, and the rancher turned it over to the Air Force. Rancher W.W. Brazil was the man who discovered the saucer. Colonel William Blanchard of the Rockwell Air Base refuses to give details of what the flying disc looks like. In Fort Worth, Texas, where the object was first sent, Brigadier General Roger Ramey says that it is being shipped by air to the AAF Research Center at Rice Field, Ohio. A few moments ago, I talked to officials at Rice Field, and they declared that they expect the so-called flying saucer to be delivered there, but that it hasn't arrived yet. Welcome. Here, you will hear stories of the unknown, tales of the twisted and terrible that have been silenced. The strange and the transcendent, riddles, secrets. As your guides, we will take you on an expedition where the curtain between worlds is torn. This is The Farthest Reaches. Hello everyone and welcome back to The Farthest Reaches. I'm Alfred. That's what you sound like. Oh. <laughs> and here with me today. That's my friend Josh. Keep going. And my beautiful, amazing, bestest wife in the whole wide world who can never do anything wrong and deserves everything she ever wants in life. It's Cassandra. Hi. Are we going with that intro? Is that it? That was the intro. That, that was, was the you, intro. I, I hope not because that wasn't loud why? enough for anybody to why hear. Why are you asking me? That's you said true. it. Oh, this shirt, this shirt is like not the softest material. I feel like it's chafing my nipples. Maybe that's just you because you're rubbing your nipples. No, it was like that. It was like that before. He's like, Why do my nipples hurt? It was like that before. As they he already like rips them off. They already hurt, and I got throw them on the floor. Ew! Put that thing away. What? Stop, Josh. Are you an MD? Can that you looks like one big pimple. You tell me. It looks like a pimple. Who can deep throw their mic the farthest? Let's go. To the farthest reaches. Who, no, who can do you it? Have yeah. An, you I was going to say, I got, a, I got a big condom in front of mine. Then, then move it. Come I'm on, let's do this. Let's, let's this. Do, oh, do it. No. Do, I instructed. This is my podcast. You have to do it. <laughs> no. Well, that's not bad. <laughs> See? <laughs> See, that's not bad at all. You've done that plenty of times. Three, <laughs> two, no, look, one. Easy, easy. Don't hurt it. Don't hurt. Don't pinch it. Don't pinch it. Don't cut the blood flow. Yell at me. I just went like this. There you go. Don't. I hate when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> you rub it for good luck. Yeah. That's like a. Yeah. I want three. I want three wishes. A genie pops out and actually ends up being Brady. Just. Oh. Whoa. Ew. Whoa. I feel like I take it back. I did not want to do that to Brady. All right. <laughs> Welcome He's a married to man. the farthest reaches, everybody. I am Matthew, and I am here with Josh Hi. and Cassandra. Hi. How are you two lovely people doing? Meh. Meh. What's Me. wrong? 
She's here with You're us. Tired. That's oh. true. I'm I keep playing Beat Saber, I'm but it's that I'm sitting no, here. I'm tired too. It's been a long week, and yeah. it's only Tuesday. Tuesday. Well, my week started like last Wednesday, and it just hasn't mm. stopped. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I look at my weeks as like Monday, 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 then Saturday, Sunday. No, Every day just feels like shit. Thursday is like I feel like the best weekday. Thursday is. Yeah, because it's Friday Eve. Yeah. Then what about just... Friday? Yeah, but you're like, Saturday why do I have to Eve. work on a Saturday? Or why, don't, why do I have to work on a Friday? That kind of sucks. Three-day weekends? Just yeah. work four, like, ten-hour shifts? I know. That'd be great. But not all of I us going to have that off at my job. luxury, unfortunately. Yeah, your job sucks. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it does. All <laughs> right. So we hope everyone out there is doing just as well as we are, except not Cassandra. We hope you're doing better than that. Uh, if you couldn't tell by today's title... We are going back to Roswell. Whee! Roswell revisited, as I like to call it. Even though it shouldn't be called Roswell, it should be called the Corona Shh, incident. Don't say, don't say that word. Shh, that's bad. That's bad. We're not through it yet. Oh, People still cringe to it. The coronavirus. Oh, God, he did it. But oh, thou talking, we're talking about Corona New Mexico, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what we're talking about here. Because that's where it actually happened. Cassandra? Roswell is just the closest. Did you listen to the old episode? Probably not. To study for you this? Didn't have, you didn't have to preface that with, Tuh. Well, no, I'm just, no. No, I didn't. That just insinuates more of an insult than it already is. That hurts. We agreed upon. I come to the table with literally no knowledge. So <laughs> okay. Well, how about this? How about this? Um, what this was do... before we agreed on that, though. Yeah. Yeah, true. but I also didn't agree to listen to this, all. Of that them. episode came out almost a year ago. Congratulations. Actually, I mean, the whole here's series my, basically came out a year ago. Woo, because this is July. What? <laughs> We're at the end of it. <laughs> July second is when supposedly yes, the crash took place, and then the whole world. The greatest conspiracy of all time practically arose, and uh, yeah, people still don't know what to make of it, and it's been nearly 75 years after. Now, Cassandra, what do you know about the case of Roswell? Some people think it's a blimp. What, 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 what's it? What the happened? UFO crash. Oh, so a UFO crash. Where'd it crash? Mm, I'm going to use my context clues here. Roswell. No. He just said um, it. Corona. There you go. I would have said, but you that's not on the board. I would have said you could have asked the audience, but oh well. Roswell just happened to be the nearest town. Nearest town with anything, anything uh, uh, like other than Corona. So that's why they went to it. That's why it's Roswell. Kind of like you know some of the no name towns around us. More than likely, we're just Cincinnati. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So that's, the UFO. Like where I say I'm from. The, exactly. The UFO crashed, and what happened? I don't know. I'm assuming the government covered it up like everything else. Sure. We'll take that as an answer. That's okay. I know like the weather balloon blimp situation. Yeah. It's just a weather balloon. It's never a weather balloon. Well, uh, I have a little bit of evidence here later that I will obviously bring forth to the table here that maybe it was a weather balloon. No. It's kind of convincing, but we'll get to it when we get to it. The photo they revealed was not convincing at all. Oh, I remember. I made the artwork for that one. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yes, you did. And it was lovely. Thanks. I just remember being a UFO on it. I think I think you and used then... the alien from the alien autopsy, autopsy yeah. video too. No, no, I'm not saying anything about it. I'm like just what? 
There's like there's like a video of an alien autopsy. Huh. I think that was one of the pictures you put on there too. I don't remember. Oh no, you don't. I gave you free, <laughs> I gave you free reign. I'm sure you went to Google and was like alien. I mean, probably. I can't remember back that far, Matthew. <laughs> well, it obviously, was exactly a year ago. Oh yeah. So obviously, well, um, over now since yeah. that episode we actually put out on the incident day, July second. Yeah, and the other two, I think, followed. And the last one was probably like the last day of July. I was trying to edit so fast and get the shit in there for the month of July. Because to me, the month of July, for the most part, should be devoted to Roswell because it's such a big case. And God knows what we'll ever figure out about it. Um, So I'm not going to go into great detail about what happened at Roswell. Anyone listening can go back to our Roswell three-part series. um, And hear Brady. And hear Brady. And you can hear for ourselves or for yourselves what happened and some of the possible explanations and then how pop culture was influenced decades later. And if you're listening to this episode for the first time going, who's Brady? That used to be our old co-host before he decided to leave us. (laughs) And now I just sit here to fill the, the empty void. Talked about Roswell and the men in black showed up and took him away. Yep. They didn't give a shit about me and Josh. Yeah. We pointed at him and said, it was him. It was his idea. He orchestrated it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor yeah. Brady. But we, th- we thank you, Brady, because we're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for your sake as well, Cassandra, uh, I will briefly just go over what happened at Roswell. So big, loud noise in the sky. Something crashed on a farmer's ranch. <laughs> And the farmer was the first one. The Quote, farmer's ranch dressing. Oh no! We're not doing that again. That's that's for Skinwalker Ranch. We keep oh, the we keep the ranch dressing jokes okay. for that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So the farmer went out and was like, "What the hell?" And he saw <laughs> <laughs> this trail of wreckage. He's like, oh hell no! Nah. And he basically thought to himself, "What could this be?" He knew there were reports around town about weather balloons. Like if they crashed in your yard, you could take them to, I think, your local. Uh, police department for reward and what military wanted it back. That's what he did, but it turned out apparently not to be just your typical weather balloon because some other people came across other sites of debris and Kids thought were it, like playing in it. Thought it was a flying saucer, and then before long, the whole town got word of it. And I mean, before long, I mean with, within a day, people around town got word of it. The military got word of it, and they were on it and cordoned off areas and they. Apparently terrorized people and took the stuff on multiple airplanes and multiple trucks to transfer from different bases. And now it sits at Wright Pat. And now it supposedly sits at Wright Pat from what I guess we last heard. Um, And that's basically the gist of it. They came in, the military came in, and they took it, and now no one knows what really happened to it, but they speculate. I Um, feel like the government's theme theme song should be Ariana Grande, Seven Rings. It's like, I want it, I got it, I want it, I got it. And they can just go take whatever they want. And they can, can be like, you like my hair? Gee, she thanks, just, just bought it. it. Poor you like my saucer? Gee, thanks, just took it. You see, this pigeon, it's not <laughs> real. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Me, yeah, I'm okay. Spying on you. Oh, wait, that wasn't part of I'm sure Sorry, they have subliminal messages in there, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They got one guy in that fucking room with them the computers. Why doesn't like, the government Ariana have Grande like slaps, man. music videos? What? The government. They could have like music videos promoting all their different things. <laughs> You're the- right there, Josh. <laughs> I mean, he would have been caught by like the futon. Yeah, it so. felt like it was way further back than I thought it was. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, they the military kind of does. I mean, the government into the military kind of does have music videos if they want to try and recruit you. Yeah. 
in the Navy. <laughs> yeah. So that was the gist of Roswell. And what we're going to do today with Roswell Revisited is expand on some of the select stories and instances that happen within the actual tale of Roswell. Because when I when we first did this, I mean, the podcast was, what, eight, nine months old maybe at that time. Um, and I personally thought to myself, I didn't do the greatest job at researching the topic. And I mean, I'm still an amateur. I'm not going to say I'm a professional at all, but I found... We had 10 episodes out before Roswell. Because mm, mm. we started uh, October 31st okay. of 2019, right? Mm-hmm. And really. And then, yes. And then uh, out came Roswell, July 2nd, 2020. So not very long afterwards, we decided to take on a big... In the middle of a panty? <laughs> yeah, a big monumental topic that I think to myself I was not ready that for. That has never once been reported on or researched before. Can't find it Ever. anywhere. Nope. Groundbreaking. Huh? Which topic? Exactly. Roswell. It's so obscure, yeah. you oh, yeah, would know no. nothing about yeah. it. No, never. So original. What, what is Roswell? I, I don't I don't know. I'm going to get into it, whatever I have here. Oh, did you like, so you don't know? So did, did you I just made copy it up. and paste I made it up, offline? actually. No. Did you plagiarize? You No, we have a ghostwriter like Zach Bagans does. Uh, but mine's an alien. Yeah, he was an alien writer. A phantom writer. That sounds cool. <gasps> it does. Phantom Ghost writer. So where was I even at? I don't know. But yeah, I don't think I personally did it justice. And I Get found better. a bunch. Yes, I found a bunch of information afterwards. That I'm like, man, I wish I could have included that in there. And I found some, like literally like some crumpled up papers that... <laughs> that um, I had information on that I just completely forgot to put into my outline where wow. the paper got lost. I know, like I said, wow. I, I'm an amateur and I still am. So yeah, I'm reporting on some true. more stuff that I found that I thought was worth noting because not everything is worth noting about this case, unfortunately. And I mean, if anything else comes down the pipeline, I might as well report on this next year because I always like to do it again in July because I like dedicating it to we Roswell. Could go and visit it. Yeah, that seems simple enough. Rather and than me sitting at talk home, talk about it. Free talk of charge. About, talk about our experience. Hey, sitting there. at home is not free. Yeah, you pay for we'll, that. We'll we'll start it's free a, for me. Yeah, that's true. We'll start yeah. a while I'm here. Future. Mm. Yeah, we uh, we'll start a Patreon, and our first video will be us being chased by the people guarding Area Fifty One oh, and no. such. You, no, not me. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. I don't do being chased. Them using sound thought... weapons on us, and me and Josh are shitting ourselves in the middle of this and I'm all gravel like, path. <laughs> I'm not going to Area 51. If I want to watch a go look at white vans, I just go to a Walmart parking lot. Yeah. Hmm. So do you go specifically to Walmart For just to watch the vans? No. I just know that there's plenty there. What do you think they're doing, Josh? I don't know. Probably selling candy. Giving Ooh. away free puppies? Maybe. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have the puppies. Promising trips to Disneyland? Huh? Promising trips to Disneyland? Uh, Sure. Sure. You just have to pa- get in the van with them because they're going to drive you there. Promising That's how that trips works. to Disneyland. Uh, no, that just means they'll kill you and you'll never see Disneyland. Mm. At least I would have thought But you'll I'd never have. know. Yeah, I'll be dead. Yay. Woo. They might spread your body around it. Maybe. That's a, let's take a trip to Walmart later. I um, sprinkled outside of a Panera. <laughs> not a Dunkin' Donuts? God damn it. Dunkin', ew. No. Starbucks? We're Starbucks in this house. 
Dunkin'. I'm just talking about donuts. I don't give oh, a fuck no, about that's coffee. Krispy Kreme. Oh, Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Oh, I'm I so offended. I didn't pay attention to Krispy Kreme is life. I don't pay attention to your donut intake. I'm sorry. I literally camped outside of a, of a Krispy Kreme once. Okay? I'm dedicated. <laughs> I'm not proud of that. <laughs> Bitch, I got us free donuts for a year. I don't want to hear it. You're ungrateful. <laughs> I think... I camped outside all night I'm sorry. to get free donuts for a year. I, I, and this man tells me it wasn't worth it? I, di- I didn't mean to cause marital problems. I'm sorry. So I think... We're going to have to talk about this later. If you pass before I do... <laughs> I'm going I want to, a pink casket. I am going to cremate you. God, that's going to be expensive. Aww. And I am going to spread your ashes all throughout Krispy Kreme's parking no, lot, no, no, whether no, no, they no. chase me down no, or not. No, no, no. Cremated I... Krispy Kreme. No. Krispy Cremated. Oh. Ooh, that's a new business model. Krispy Cremated. And that way, <laughs> your spirit can haunt Krispy Kreme and you can smell and taste and make all the donuts but you But I kind of wanted want to be to. cremated with marshmallows, chocolate, and graham crackers so I could go out like a s'more. Go best. out like a s'more? Yeah, it smells so good. <laughs> how does a s'more go wait, out? Wait, wait. Like how, do, can, how do you want to be done? Like what, a s'more. So like, like you get roasted with the mallows and everything, and it's like a big with s'more. With the mallows. Okay, that's that's fine. So once, yeah. If What's you, so if you funny pass, about mallows? If you pass and you're sitting in the morgue. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, hear me out. You're I'm sitting, sitting in the morgue dead. Well, I'm just you're, chilling. You're laying, yeah, sure. Okay, you're chilling. laying in the morgue. You're in one of those little like containers, or whatnot. Yeah, throw I'm a bag of mallows in no, there. No, I'm going to specifically order a, what are you, five foot four? Five, four and a half. And one and a half foot wide, two feet wide, maybe. And it will be of chocolate and a couple of graham crackers and marshmallow. And I will place that all on top of you and beneath you. That's obviously. what I'm asking I know. for. Throw you in that cremator. Is that what it's called? Crematorium. Furnace. Furnace. That sounds better. I need to revisit Caitlin Doty's book. <laughs> okay, okay. And then once your ashes, and I must say, ashes that smell pretty good. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm throwing you still at Krispy Cremated. Okay. But they but, well, I mean, they don't just burn you. I mean, they also crush up your bones. Literally, I'm, yeah. that, I'm that weirdo that when I go to Kroger, I take a quick walk down the, the baking aisle because there's marshmallows at the end and just the whole... End cap smells like marshmallows, and I just kind of like stand there for a little bit and like soak up the glory. While I'm at the other end, I haven't even gone down. I'm like picking up. I'm like a cat with catnip. I'm like picking up the bags and rubbing my face, and I'm like, oh my god, like I would like like, to. No, you apologize for this fucking like field trip we just went on because I don't even remember how we got here. Don't be sorry. I'm not sorry. How did we get here? I I don't know. (laughs) He mentioned me dying. Oh, I don't yeah, know. He wanted yeah, me. He um, wants me dead. Apparently, that's that's wow. Okay, okay. we'll have to rewind yeah, it and figure that out. The listeners, I, I apologize. Something happened there, and we just got fucking abducted. Well, before I get into this story, I think we have a new review to read. <gasps> Is it bad? No, it's actually not bad. Cassandra, if you'd like to read it, you can have that with the British accent. Uh, no, no. Sure. Get, get right up on that mic. I let love us know. Cassandra. It says, I may be biased because I started listening when it was just Josh, Matt, and Cass. Okay. <laughs> I give up, right? Time out. Don't call me that. I appreciate the kind words, but it's Cassandra. Okay, thank you. <laughs> really? And Cassandra adds a lot to the dynamic. The way all three of them interact is delightful, and the information <laughs> is trustworthy. Highly recommend. The information it's, is trustworthy. Oh, uh, my God. I, I know. That how, hit me. How, how pleasant. Hey, that's Josh's phone. You want oh, to get yeah, that back? That I'm trying to get him to get an iPhone. Huh. That's why I'm like. Who, who wrote that review? Oh, I'm sorry. I did not look at that. 
M- I was too busy focusing on all the nice MCR, things. My Chemical Romance? Yep. <gasps> no shit, My Chemical Romance. Josh, Thank you so oh my gosh, much. Can I get backstage passes for the next show? That what was do? that? Backstage passes? Backstage passes. <laughs> backstage passes. <laughs> backstage passes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for the kind Thanks. review. We've been friends forever. That's why. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly why. Yeah. And we hope <laughs> we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. We hope uh, more reviews and ratings come that way. If you're out there thinking to yourself, wow, I love this podcast and I would love to rate it, and you feel no shame in doing so, please do so. Or please if rate you us. hate it. Or even, you don't even have to leave a review. Just give us a five-star rating. No, I want them to type I don't know why. If that's too much, that's fine. You can just rate us. Um, I would say most specifically on Apple Podcasts. That's yeah, where that's it seems to seems really to count. Um, if you can do it anywhere else, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, wherever. I don't even know if I've given us a rating. Uh, please do. <laughs> do so because it really helps the podcast if you want to see us grow and become famous and whatnot you know, me and josh could grow a little bit more <laughs> oh we my could, god we, we just got another inches. five-star review oh my what? god a review <gasps> read it yeah from who i meant rating sorry yeah. uh, <laughs> go ahead read that we're on our way Oh, we got a three-star review? Oh, wait, we read that one well i don't know if it's the same guy because he left a comment on a different um podcasting oh, website right. but yeah. it could be him i'm not sure what is it i mean i can't it's see a rating it. oh. but yeah just a oh. rating was that oh. the wood pusher wood <laughs> yeah huh? wood pusher 78 i think his name was something like that uh but yeah well he said it was a term for uh skateboarding i think he yeah. said yeah we used to get called wood pushers it just never skateboarding really so dirty. i don't know it does. It does sound kind of feel. Sound dirty. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get into it. <laughs> all right. So, without further ado, getting out all that stuff out of the way. All well, yeah. If you want to hit us up on social media, you can. Father's reaches uh, on Facebook and Instagram. TFR Pod Official on Twitter. Uh, what else we got? The Father's Reaches Podcast at gmail.com. You have anything uh, spooky you want to send us, whether it's your own personal story or an article you found online or just a topic you want us to cover, whatever it may be. You know, there's our social, there's our email, hit us up. Please leave the, re- the reviews and the ratings because it really does help the podcast. And so, yeah, without further ado, let's get into Roswell Revisited. So the Roswell mystery was a relatively obscure subject a few decades after the initial event took place. After the Roswell UFO incident in 1947, many more sightings of unidentified flying objects followed, but they were ultimately debunked. Because, I mean, so when you have a great deal of UFO sightings, and it could be exactly what I was getting at. A what? It's called a UFO flap. Flap. I do not know why, (laughs) but it's called a UFO flap. And it could be, it's a real concentrated piece of of time, but it doesn't matter if it's a year or five years or ten years, whatever, but it can be called a UFO flap. Maybe it's got a flap because, like, you know, when something like flap, Flappy Bird. Well, when something flap, it seems to like you know it happens and then it's gone. Maybe I don't know. I'm stretching. Oh, you're reaching. That's that's the term we use on this podcast. Oh, sorry. You're or flapping like a blip. I feel like that's. Or like she said, Flappy Bird. They flappy came bird. and went, and yeah, everyone's still looking for it. It's gone. Can't ever find it again. <laughs> that's 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 true, man. I've been remembering that game was taken off of the stores. Oh my god, iPhones were selling on eBay for like that a, app a for thousand like thousands of thousands of dollars. Because <laughs> they took it off the app store, so once you deleted it, you could never get it back. But some people uh, still have phones. But obviously, phones. if you still had the app, right. you could play it. So then no one could get it anymore, and they would sell it on eBay for thousands so of dollars. Fucking stupid. Unbelievable. <laughs> they still they have a Flappy Bird game at Chuck E. Cheese. 
Really? That's, yeah, it's like a good. big one. You have to like hit the button to keep the bird in the air. Couldn't tell hard. you the last time I've stepped foot in a Chuck E. Cheese. It was a few years ago for me. Same, I yeah. guess. Blake's birthday parties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this Utah. Oh, excuse me. I about just talked about the Utah <laughs> UFO flap of uh, Skinwalker Ranch. Um, no, but you this, stupid bastard. This flap after mainly after the 1947 incident in Roswell, it lasted for. I would say you know, the better part of 10 years, probably even a little bit later. And the reason why this seemed to lead to the waning of UFO reports after that certain amount of time was probably due to uh, Project Sign, Grudge, and Blue Book. Because if you didn't know, those government programs, their directive, what they were supposed to do was explain this unidentified aerial phenomena that was happening. That's all it was. And out of the 12,000 or so reports that they went through, I think there was maybe about six or 700 that they couldn't explain. So about 11,300, 11,400 were ones that they could explain away. And I'm sure if you look at those margins and you're thinking, if I can explain away that many and I have these many left, I'm sure that's something natural. Can't explain it just now. I mean, it could be an alien, but they weren't sure. However, Due to all of that debunking going on, uh, that is assumed to be the leading cause of why the sightings seem to die down for a while. Because almost it was almost just not fun to people. And I don't want to say that as in people were perhaps hoaxing them. But in 1947, I would say the day after Roswell, if you said you saw lights in the sky, I'm sure a crowd of people mm -hmm. would be all over you like, what mm -hmm. was it? And... 10, 20 years later, you say that, people be like, oh, well, you know, Blue Book, it's swamp gas, it's meteor showers, it's satellites. It's what they, have, they have all these reasons. And I'm sure it wasn't that bad of a gap there. Um, but yeah, so by the late 1970s, however, Americans had dealt with mass amounts of scandals, cover-ups, and other tragic events, like the Kennedy assassination. What was that? Law. Oh, that's when the president got shot in the face. Oh. That's so sad. Watergate, and thankfully the ending of the 20-year-old Vietnam War. However, the public's trust in the government was slowly disappearing due to all of that. We you used, don't say. We used to trust the government. At least a little more than we do, especially now. God, yeah. So due to the disdain that Americans had for their peoples in power, if you will, uh, susceptibility, Influencing one's mind, you know, with wild accusations and presumptions seemed to take the world over. I mean, hell, you uh, remember, the, well, I mean, I think it's still a thing, the World uh, Weekly World News? Uh-huh. Yeah, and checkout lines in every Kroger, Walmart, Target, Meyer. Yeah, you can think fucking of. Bat Boy lives. <laughs> exactly. Are those uh, the black and white ones that you'd always see? Yeah, yeah. it has wild, accu the wild accusation. We bought those all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, because they were up. like the, it was like the best cryptid like yeah. magazine. Oh, yeah. Because it was like, they always had new ones too. Oh, yeah. They had some of the best ones, like fucking Bigfoot kidnapped me and now I have his babies. I bet and you all could that. find oh, yeah. like a lot on eBay. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I bet it'd be like hundreds of dollars. Oh god! I mean, they still put they, out stuff. They were oh, the they, they were the wildest fucking. Thing. It'd be like George Clooney in a wild space bear oh, yeah. stole my Camaro. Yeah. I mean, the stories are ridiculous, and that was actually found. Peanut gives birth to hippo, like just it, weird shit. In 1979, <laughs> mm -hmm. when this distrust or no, oh, yeah, distrust that uh, the people had uh, was really waning, so a lot of these weird, spooky, conspiratorial, just wild stories will not really started to take well, off. Well, and it was all satire. 
Well, yeah, it was all yeah. satire. I mean, at least we think yeah, it's all satire. Yeah, but a lot satire. of people also don't understand satire. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, I guarantee there are some people that bought it and were just oh, like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. It's the same girl that thinks monster is a sign of the devil. The monster can, how it's oh, like. Oh, man, that, yeah. That's her. That fucking video's nuts. Drink up, yeah. 666. Exactly. Got it. Fucking <laughs> whole. Th- An icon. Th- oh, God. So people, unsure as in what to trust and accept as fact anymore, started to turn to believing in all sorts of absurd propaganda, nonsensical theories, and ridiculous stories and tall tales. Sounds very relevant. Yeah, doesn't it? (laughs) I mean, the vaccine. We have 5G powers and whatnot. QAnon. QAnon, yeah. Yeah, I got that 5G and my phone server still sucks. Birds are drones. The Roswell mystery was revisited in 1978 by the tabloid newspaper National Enquirer. This is the first piece of news we had seen about Roswell in decades at this point. The Enquirer ran an issue that used pictures from the original issue from the Roswell Daily Record on July 8th, 1947. And if you look to your left and you look behind you, or your right and and behind you, right there, Roswell Daily Record. Whoa! Ain't that... Some what did that shit. get here? Wow. For those that can't see, what? we have a copy of that newspaper. Not an actual copy, but... We a, have a copy of the original... Yeah, we have a poster version Daily of it. Record. Yeah, it's a poster. Actually, I mean, it is, it it is newspaper, actually, but yeah. it's not the original. It actually is a bigger original. than that. But you, we thought it'd be cool to put in our studio. Of course. Yeah. So, um, I actually believe that the National Enquirer mentioned the title of the original newspaper, which is... RAAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region uh, in their issue. But the Inquirer ever so conveniently forgot to mention that this issue that they republished with pictures from the original newspaper was later changed for the public by the Air Force. Because once that came out, I think it was the following day or perhaps July 10th, because I think that was July 8th, the Air Force says saucer turns out to be weather balloon or something like that. Like they immediately recanted their story on that and came up with, as some people believe, you know, as a lie, as a hoax, whatnot, saying it's a weather balloon. However, the National Enquirer, when they took that story, they never once mentioned anything about a weather balloon. They just kept it with a flying saucer, making it seem like it's aliens. Can we just talk about how they called the residents of Roswell, Roswellians? Reminds me of Orwellian. Reminds mm-hmm. me of Beef yeah, Wellington. Makes, Beef Wellington. God damn Sorry, I'm just like looking at the, like the other little articles about like <laughs> on that newspaper, and I just say see Roswellians. What does that say? That's Some like a weird Soviet satellites may attend Paris meeting. Cool. And miners and operators uh, sign highest wages in history. Hell wow. yeah! Wow, that was the last time that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the National Enquirer seemed to just have neglected the, that entire piece of the story. But oh boy, did this republishing pick up some traction. In the early 1980s, Roswell's second chance of a potential takeover began. Authors, writers, historians, researchers, conspiracy theorists, ufologists, and many others saw the market for this Roswell uprising. And if you want any more information on that, you can go to part three of our series. And I'd like to thank Brady for that, because that was an avenue that I had never even thought of going down myself. I just wanted to check out the story and the explanations. And he was like, you know what? I'd like to do an episode on this, of the influence in pop culture that Roswell had. Thanks, Brady. Thank you, Brady. Thank you very much. 
So although you can acquire some fantastic information from part three, there are a few things I recently came across that uh, I could shed some more light on. Um, and some of the eyewitnesses and other folks that have personal stories to share about the incident. So I forget which books it was, but there was one detailing the event of a professor named William Holden and his students who may have been the first to encounter the alien wreckage. Now, we did cover that. I th I don't know if we covered in part three about the books, because that's where we first heard about it was in the books. But I think I might have mentioned it in part one, which just tells the story of Roswell. Sometimes I hear that it was a group of archaeologists, and I most recently heard that it was a group of geologists. I don't know. Some kind of ologist. Some kind of ologist. So Meteorologist. The, so the other book talks about Grady Barney Barnett, which we also discussed uh, in part one and I believe part three of our series. And I forget his profession if we even mention it, but recently I came across that he was a soil engineer. Soiled it. Soiled it. Soiled it. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what that soil engineer does. They probably take samples for all, for whatever reason, but... I don't know how to explain this, but I feel like given the, in a story like this, given the profession of a soil engineer, just seems kind of like a, oh God, what's the term? Not like a blanket statement, but like a, almost like a blanket profession. Like it can be used anywhere. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how to explain it. Like it's vague. It's broad. It's, it's vague and, and can be, can be used in almost like any conspiracy basically. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, soil is earth and earth is everywhere around us, I guess. I don't know. However, he could have been an actual soil engineer, which as a deathbed confession, Grady mentions that he uh, allegedly, or excuse me, what he had allegedly seen at the crash site, a part of his account mentioning that he saw William Holden and his students. So now we have a connection between these books, two different people, uh, one noticing the other, but they're both stating what they were doing there as a group of archaeologists or geologists finding the site of bodies. Of the, of the crafts. I do from the crafts. love deathbed confessions. Oh, yes. Uh, so the authors of the Roswell incident, Charles Berlitz and William Moore, which I do believe we mentioned in part three of our series, cross-referenced these two stories and found that at the time, it seemed likely that William Holden and his group of students were the ones that Barnett encountered. So Barnett was unsure if that gentleman, William, was the one he saw. He just mentioned seeing them. So then these guys were like, hmm, so who could it have been that he saw? And they found out that it was, it could have been, uh, the most promising one was William Holden and his group of students. Um, even though William Holden himself had stated he was never involved with the crash site or wreckage of Roswell, and no official records put him or his students anywhere near Roswell during that time. Later, research into Holden's own research notes put him and his students near Fort Sumner about 80 miles away. So now he's nowhere in the picture of seeing this crashed craft and these alien bodies around. So again, make heads or tails of that. Who do you want to believe? It's up to you. But it almost doesn't, it doesn't line up anymore. Now, granted, you know, when you're younger, you could say you're going to a friend's house and you could leave and go see a movie miles and miles away. I mean, yeah. I mean, they could have been technically anywhere, I guess. But we'll never know. Probably never know. But this is a prime example in the Roswell conspiracy that if your story details the events of a crash UFO, alien bodies, a government cover-up, whatever it may be, people in this community, diehard people in this community, will tend to believe you. 
You know, if they believe that aliens have crashed and you said you've seen an alien, they're like, oh my God, no fucking way. However, if your story does not go into those details or you try and recant them because someone else put those words into your story, then the people of that community will think that you're like paid off by the government to shut you up or you were threatened to die or something like that. It's like a lose-lose situation, unfortunately. Now, if William Holden had never been in that situation, but yet somebody else, like Grady, said that he was, and then you have those authors who thought they could pinpoint William being there. Now, William himself, knowing if this is true, knowing that he wasn't there, can't seem to do anything about it. Because now people are like, oh, you're just trying to you know, shut yourself up for the government and say, well, now we know you were there. Maybe he's just joshing them. <laughs> oh, God, I got to take a minute. That was, wow, that was good. Whew, man. Oh, good job. Stop, Damn. you're going to make another asthma attack. Right? Yeah, you keep doing that shit. Keep that up. Oh, God, drink this. You want me to go get your poofer? Mm. <laughs> you need I don't your think it poofer. Works. I think it's outdated. You need a new poofer. My something sulfate. I can't remember what the fuck it's called now. I'm not smart. I don't have asthma. So I'm not an asthmaologist. Now, a story that I need to address a little further is Glenn Davis. And if anyone... I thought you were going to say Glenn Danzig. I thought you were going to say Glendale. <laughs> I was like, why? What, <laughs> people? I don't know if anyone listening to this and listening uh, have listened to our Roswell series or Josh, if you remember. But the story sense. of Glenn Davis who was this gentleman, um, I think he went into a hospital. I mean, he was instructed to go there. I think he was like the mortician, perhaps. He got a call that they needed like dead little bodies or something, or uh, excuse me, uh, caskets or whatnot oh, for yeah, bodies. Oh, yeah, little kid caskets. Kid caskets. just a, you know, normal day. Mm-hmm. How is that not a band name? Kid caskets? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a little, a, little, a little weird, but then again, I mean, there's... You have weirder shit yeah dying fetus and cannibal corpse it's like shit like yeah kid casket sperm swamp infant annihilator yeah yeah i mean that's what i'm like how's that not a bad name or like baby burial okay kid kid (laughs) casket baby burial (laughs) does sound like uh, like some sludge koi band yeah it does kid casket sounds so pg now yeah after everything else we've named what about kid coffins (laughs) nah kitty coffins i like I like kid caskets, but <laughs> he went into this hospital where I'm not, I forget how he got there or knew where to go, but he saw like an army vehicle, which had some wreckage sticking out of the back. And I think he said he saw some bodies in a room and he saw a nurse that the nurse was like, you got to get out of here. I think he was the guy that they told you better get out of here or, you know, you're going to end up in the desert or something well, like that. Oh, I just, ima- I just <laughs> imagine like the army vehicle outside with like, Fucking pieces sticking out. Somebody's like trying to cover it with like a like a small tarp that doesn't feel like. No, don't look over here. Some Stop, guy, sir. Some guy's like leaning on the back of it, like smoking, like on a smoke break or something like that. And he sees Glenn looking. He's like, "Oh shit!" He tries to cover it. He's like, "Look away, look away, man." Fuck. It's Halloween's right around the corner, man. Got to get these props early before they sell out at Halloween Express. You, you know. <laughs> or sorry. He, or he lives to blanket up, and he's like, <laughs> "To Glenn." <laughs> Glenn's like, "Fuck the hell is that?" You want to join the party? <laughs> Um, yeah, I would see I, a dead body. <laughs> I believe, though, that that was Glenn Davis. But I need to uh, address his story a little further now. So despite his groundbreaking story, excuse me, he apparently never came forward with this story until after a Roswell episode on Unsolved Mysteries had aired, and then he himself had called reporters to tell his story. But prior to that, there was never any mention of the guy. So that's kind of a red flag in my book. 
Uh, the nurse in his account that he talked about, if you remember, Josh, where he she was, uh, came in contact with the aliens and then met with him like to have breakfast the next day or something and felt ill, had to go back to the hospital on the base. Then he never saw her again. He wrote her a letter and the letter came back. It said deceased on it like that, like she had died in a, I think, a, a training exercise, even though she was a nurse. I don't know why she needed to do that. However, the nurse in his account has never been interviewed. Never been identified anywhere. Can't find any reports of her. And her name, uh, he named her uh, Naomi Self was her name. But there's no mention of that name absolutely anywhere. And then once confronted about that, he said, oh, that's an alias. I'm trying to protect her, even though she's dead. Well, yeah, I mean, even dead people still have yeah, reputations. and True. relatives and friends. It's not like when you die, I'm going to be like, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Oh yeah, here's his credit card yeah, you information. Just say that right now. Here's yeah, that's true. <laughs> what? So I'm recording. Oh, and I'm gonna uh, listen back at it. I'm gonna loop at it. I'm or loop at it. I'm gonna loop it. and I'm gonna get real fucking mad. And this angry. fucking idiot. God. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll loop that too. Then <laughs> this is gonna fuel my Make anger. Loop de loop and poo. And Matt is looking stupid. Poo. That was stupid. Mine was <laughs> wholesome. Didn't even fucking rhyme. Was your wasn't yours just was, a song? That's why it was so wholesome. <laughs> Mine was the best version. You just sang the version. So that's the best. <laughs> Everyone knows that the sequel or a cover is never as good. That's not true. Yes. Aliens is better than Alien. I don't know. Shrek 2 is pretty bomb. I mean, they're both really good. Termina- Terminator 2 is better than Terminator. Yeah. 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 Right, Cassandra? Yeah. I would yeah. I would argue that the Two Towers is better than Fellowship of the Ring. Same. Same. Even Return of the King better than Two Towers. I still really yeah. like the first Star Wars, okay? <laughs> she likes Phantom Menace. When she I, says first, I get out. Jar Jar. <laughs> Jar Jar is not the problem with that movie. I know. What is the problem? I do the not writing. have that much time. Okay. I do not have that much time. So, <laughs> besides. Um, I also really love Liam Neeson. So. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I like Ian McGregor. Mm-hmm. U- Ewan, sorry. Fucked up oh, his name. Oh, yeah. Ewan? Ewan McGregor. Ewan. I feel like Ewan McGregor. He said it, It's actually pronounced real fucking weird. Is I mean, it, I guess I mean, isn't weird, he but... like, I don't know, Swedish or Norwegian or like that's his name where it comes from or Scandinavian? I don't fucking know. I mean, no, it sounds like yeah. when he was delivered, like his dad was like, ugh. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> like that's the best they had. <laughs> the doctor's like, oh, okay. And the dad's like, wait, no. <laughs> yeah, one hand he's got the baby and the other hand he's got the pen and paper. And he's like, all right, fine. Who and it is. <laughs> How do you spell that? <laughs> But um, so we did it in ink. We can't go back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Don't know who this woman is. However, there was a strange report here about a Miriam Bush. Great name. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say what everyone's thinking. Wow. Great name. Uh, So Miriam Bush was an executive secretary working under hospital administrator and chief medical officer, Lieutenant Colonel Harold Warren at the Roswell Air Force Base Hospital in 1947. Bush was employed at the base during the time of the alleged crash of an extraterrestrial craft near Roswell, New Mexico in July of the same year. According to Pat Bush, Miriam's sister-in-law, Miriam came I'm home from worse. work. It is. Isn't it like <laughs> Pat Bush? Yeah. Wait, like, what year was this? I, I don't only really have a year going. I'm just saying that Miriam Bush was in 1947 oh, at, at the time. All these people well, around during the seventies. Uh, there was. That's what oh, I'm saying. There's, there's definitely there's, a lot of bushes going yeah. around oh, in the seventies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Pat Bush. Pat Bush light. You know. According to Pat Bush, Miriam's sister-in-law, Miriam came home from work one day extremely excited about something that had occurred. 
Relating the events over dinner, Bush claimed that her boss took her aside and told her there was something she needed to see. (laughs) Bush claimed she was taken to a room in which bodies of what she thought were children were displayed on tables. This porno took a turn. Didn't it, though? When Bush noticed the heads of the beings, she realized they were not children at all. Bush noticed that at least one of the beings was alive at the time as it moved its hand. Help me. According to Pat Bush, when Miriam (laughs) arrived home from work the next day, her demeanor had completely changed. Bush appeared frightened and informed the family never to discuss what she told them the day before. So the sightings that she had of these beings apparently negatively affected Miriam Bush possibly being a factor for her turning to alcohol and her eventual death. I mean, I feel like that would be kind of hard to judge, to digest if you uh, saw it. Yeah. According to uh, Pat Bush, Miriam was never the same. She lived the rest of her life in a state of fear. Miriam Bush's death was mysterious. In 1989, Bush had checked into a hotel under an assumed name, her sister's name, and was subsequently found deceased with bruises on her arms and with a plastic bag over her head. The door had been locked from the inside. According to Pat Bush, there was no investigation and the police simply ruled it as a suicide, though her family had their doubts. Yeah, don't know many people that have committed suicide by putting a bag over their head. Well, your, like, fight to breathe is, like instinctual like That's, your body won't yeah. just let you do that that's what explains the bruises for me if she was to commit suicide mm-hmm. put a plastic plastic bag over her she head and then start fucking yeah exactly thrashing she probably hit a bunch of stuff and had bruises on her might have looked like someone had wrestled to the ground but uh not sure sounds like a suicide to me an odd know. way an odd way to do it but i mean seems catchy uh, to me yeah Yeah, but however, this report that came out, I'm not sure, I'm reading this off of demoniacal.com, but it oddly can coincide with Glenn Davis and his nurse account that he talks about, even though the having breakfast one morning is never talked about, uh, her being shipped to like an Amazon package, her being shipped to like, I think she was in England or London or something like that in Glenn Davis's story. So he'd write her and then it said that she died in a training exercise. Granted, you can make that shit up, but that is not at all what's portrayed in this story. So nothing adds up except the woman is a doctor in Roswell. Don't forget to ask about free shipping. <laughs> you remember that video? I love that fucking video. So accounts like the Glenn Davis and William Holden ones and the continuous efforts of people with an interest in finding out the truth about Roswell reached an all-time high in the early 1990s where the Air Force decided themselves to get involved. Now, in 1993, Stephen Schiff, the congressman of New Mexico at the time, heard about the Roswell crash. He became intrigued by it and the numerous people who were involved. He spoke truthfully about the event and wanted to have an investigation conducted. He believed that we should have the answers to what it could have been. And rightfully so. I feel like I should know. I feel like I'm entitled to know what in the fuck crashed at Roswell. Yeah. 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 So he contacted the GAO. Back then it was called the uh, General Accounting Office. Now it's called the Government Accountability Office. Woo, big change. Uh, And long story short, he was able to get an investigation underway. Now, from this investigation, two things happened. 
One, this is where the Air Force gets involved and conducts their own investigation into the matter and brings us the delightful Project Mogul weather balloon theory. I must say that's pretty highly speculatory at best. A little bit. But the other thing that happened during this was that the GAO had found that all of the outgoing messages from the Roswell base from 1945 to 1950 are missing. There's not any that can be found. There are some files that can be found within that era about certain odd topics, but the Air Force, Navy, Army, CIA, NSA, DIA, FBI, any of those, practically everybody was involved but can't find any outgoing messages from any of those agencies during those five years. That is suspicious. Isn't it, though? The only ones you can find if you do some heavy digging throughout the Internet, it's probably just going to be some redacted piece of paper. I mean, just completely blacked. And uh, were they destroyed without authorization? Were they misplaced? I'm not sure we'll ever know that either. Now, in 1994, the Air Force released documents as part of a report to clarify what happened. They were literally like, okay, we are fucking sick and tired of people (laughs) coming up with this stuff, so we're just going to tell you exactly what happened. Wink, wink. Yeah, what happened? So this is where we first, like I said, learned about Project Mogul, which was a program where we would have high-altitude weather balloons that were to surveillance any possible Soviet nuclear testing. And we mentioned that in part two, if you want to go back and listen to that. The Air Force believed that this would settle all the Roswell debates. They were like, yeah, this is fine, we're done, we're done, we're good. Uh, But it did the exact opposite. This report showed for the true believers, specifically and especially, that the government was in fact hiding something the whole time. We had no idea about about Project Mogul, excuse me, until about 50 years later. So literally just like, hey, look, they were hiding it the whole time. That gave them incentive to believe that they were probably even hiding more ominous threats, secrets. Well, yeah, once trust not, is even slightly broken, there is no going back, really. Exactly. It's, it's, it's like, well, very, they're hiding very this hard. Or they're lying about this. What else could they be possibly fucking lying about? I mean, obviously the report could be a Anything. Lie. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You can't know. Now, something really interesting I found about this, uh, this program is a New York University weather balloon assembly was launched by New York University atmospheric researchers, and it wasn't recovered specifically flight number four. They launched flight number four on June 4th, 1947 from Alamogordo Airfield, and it headed east-northeast towards Corona. It was 17 miles from the Brazel Ranch when tracking batteries failed and the balloon was ultimately lost. Now, this was all part of Project Mogul, hence why, if this was true, we never heard of it till 50 years later. The entire assemblage was 700 to 800 feet long. Jesus, how do you lose that? And it included three radar reflectors, various measuring instruments, and 24 balloons. So calling it a... If this was the cause, causing it a, or excuse me, calling it a weather balloon is kind of misleading. Mm-hmm. Uh, too singular for my taste. I mean, weather balloons might have helped, but I mean. A babble of balloons. A babble of balloons. If this thing was 700 to 800 feet long yeah, and then crazy. lightning struck it, maybe that's why the batteries failed. Lightning mm-hmm. struck it and it came, I'm not sure how high it was, and it came tumbling down. I would imagine if lightning struck that thing, it would probably break away into multiple multiple parts hence why you hear about multiple crash sites 
If this debris is actually just this weird aluminum foil looking debris that we see in the one picture with General Ramey and I think his boss, Dubose, then maybe that was it. Maybe it really was this weather balloon because this story is factually checked. And the fact that it hits so many benchmarks corroborating with the original idea that this was a weather balloon and the events that happened on July 2nd, 1947 in Roswell is kind of mind boggling to me. But unfortunately, we still don't know. That just seems to be the closest uh, idea that we have. Now, even Mac Brazel's son, Bill, motivated by military threats, supposedly handed over a cigar box full of the pieces of the wreckage. A military team approached Bill on his property, where one of them asked to be led where Bill discovered the wreckage, while the other servicemen stayed behind and apparently tore up the house and barn looking for more evidence. Now, why would you do that, though? for a weather balloon. That's like the biggest question you can ask in this yeah. whole Roswell case. In my biggest thing, like I said many times during our series with the whole, it's a balloon. The people that found it, they saw weather balloons all the fucking time because they sent up many weather balloons like throughout the weeks. I feel like they would know what a weather balloon looked like. Yeah. Well, there's, uh, I would imagine you've seen the picture, but there's a picture of like, five or six men kind of in a half circle and they have a weather balloon and this weather balloon is maybe 10 to 12 feet tall and it's maybe half that wide but if that is what crashed i should say if that is what is expected to be believed that crashed uh why the 18 wheeler trucks why the multiple cargo planes to transport that not to mention that picture with the quote-unquote weather balloon like you were talking about yeah that is far too clean to have been laying out in the desert well okay well you're talking about a different actual photograph than what i just mentioned but i do know you're talking about you're talking about the guy i think it was ramey who's kind of kneeling on the ground holding yeah it. yeah you're right you i think you mentioned that too in the roswell series it's way too it's, clean it's way to, too fucking clean unless like, unless they were trying to just prove that this was the material like not and I, the material well, but they know the their that was claim used. was that was it yeah, like that well, was the actual not. thing well and absolutely not i think it was ramey that also said that he was investigating like the actual wreckage they left the room came back and it was like totally different yep they did like the fucking like gotcha and marcel <laughs> was like what the fuck what happened to it all yeah i never saw it again so the most criticized part of that report though isn't even mentioned in the report at all and that is the events that followed and what begs the question that we've said multiple times on this show at least me and josh and brady have you'll get there don't worry if this was simply a weather balloon then why all the military personnel to crash site why the cordoned off areas why they gotta why be suspicious this suspicious why threaten people why carrying off the debris in multiple planes and multiple trips why all of that for a weather balloon even if it was to me that assemblage of the, the, the gigantic weather balloons 24 balloons and all these reflectors and radars and 700 to 800 feet why even that? What was so well, yeah, special about that? Yeah, because, I mean, weather balloons had crashed before, and there was not this kind of coverage. The only thing I can think of is them just worrying about people, like, picking and scavenging and taking all of that really high-tech, well, expensive that's material. The, that, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they've had they're, like they had reports of, like, weather balloons that had crashed before, and it never had this kind of, Maybe like, this one was made of, like, special stuff. Like, vibranium. I mean, maybe. Hey. 
that little kid said they found memory metal or what they called memory metal. It was like essentially like what they described as like liquid metal. Like if like a mercury in a way. Kind of, yeah. But like the way they said it was like it would like morph and like you could squeeze like it. Silly like silly putty. Pretty much like think of the uh, T- T-1000 from uh, Terminator. The... You guys know what that is. Oh, okay. Mm, nope. Have you seen the movie Christine? No. <laughs> okay, Cassandra. I have Imagine... seen exactly this many movies. Oh. Shrek. Twilight. Um, you've Step seen Brothers. all the movies that we've done. Well, most of the movies that we've covered. Nope. Okay, Never literally just Watch imagine. Watch with my eyes closed. Literally just imagine all of this taking place in five seconds. Me taking a piece of paper and crushing up to a ball and then just that. Like aluminum that foil. That rewinding. That just rewinding. Okay. And it'd be perfectly fine. That's like what would Sky happen. Like Sky High, the Disney movie where the high school's in the sky for all the people that have superpowers. Anyway, but yeah, think of like just taking, like you said, take a sheet like of aluminum foil, ball it up because you know you can get nice balls yeah. with the aluminum foil. Yeah. You can get nice balls, and then you they lay it out, and it just turns back into just the. But it's all wrinkly now. No, not the memory metal we're talking about. Oh, yeah, it's not aluminum foil would be. Oh yes, it would be. Like right. really, and really then they talked like about top. then they talked about the wood <laughs> that was like super light, like balsa wood, but super strong. Mm-hmm. And it had the weird. Uh, Insignias or markings or hieroglyphics, hieroglyphics on it. Suspicious. But yeah, so that that is the greatest question about this: if a weather balloon, then why all of that controversy about it? Why did all that go down? Who fucked up? Who fucked up? I want to know who fucked up. So after this report by the Air Force had failed, guess what they did? Guess what they did? What? They issued another one. What? In 1997, specifically. Detailing the events of dead alien bodies found at the crash site, falling alien bodies years later, and apparently an alien with a bulbous head that was seen walking onto Roswell Army Airfield in 1959. Yeah, I've played that game. It's called Destroy All Humans. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I said that right. Yeah, a bulbous head walking onto the airfield. Um, The melon heads, they're back. Oh, fucking God. (laughs) So we actually, me and Josh, and if Brady was here. <laughs> we Hi. mentioned this on part two, where actually Brady brought it up about the crash test dummies that yep. they were experimenting, you know, high altitude falls, what it does to the human body. However, as Josh noted, those were six foot tall, kind of your average human height at, well, I would say at that time, but I'm pretty sure that's a wrong statement. Um, Cause I don't even think it's the average now. But Josh said no, because most, yeah, the bodies most- recovered. If they were recovered, are three to four feet tall. That's Wouldn't cool. make any sense. That's why they needed the kids' caskets. The kid yes. caskets. Yes. Yeah, that's, that, that was the thing. They were like, "Oh, it's just crash test dummies." It's like, no, the average crash test dummy is <coughs> roughly fair, six foot I've tall. I've seen commercials where they're like testing little minivans with mommy and baby. Oh yeah, that's nowadays. Yeah. Back in the but day, they do they, have kid ones. I mean, back in the I, day, I they didn't give a shit. I I really don't know. I'm not sure. Well, um, little kids aren't jumping out of airplanes with parachutes. They might be. Says I don't know. Maybe their parents are really cool. Not back in the forties. I bet Tom Cruise's son watching him fucking play Mission Impossible. I bet he would do it. Does Scientology allow kids? I don't know. Uh, probably not. <laughs> They're probably using for experiments. Uh, but so the dead alien bodies found at the crash site, falling alien bodies, which are the crash test dummies apparently, but uh, I'm pretty sure they're not. Um. But the alien with the bulbous head, actually, I heard a fucking ridiculous story about a guy who was testing some high-altitude equipment, had a helmet on, the helmet malfunctioned, 
and being up that high caused his eyes and head to swell. Ew. And I guess later he was literally walking on the base. He's probably stationed there the for all I know. Is this Total Recall? <laughs> oh, that scene, man. I remember <laughs> when I first saw that scene when I was fucking like fucking Arnold. eight. I'm God. like, ew, 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 ew. He's on Mars and he can't breathe. So like his fucking eyes are getting all banged. Oh, no, I, keep talking. I'll no, find the picture. I don't want to see it. No, you oh. do want to see it. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No. Yes, you do. No, it's gross. Yes, do. It's not good. It's fine. No, it's Arnold. It's Arnold. It. It's fine. I don't want to. Oh, my God. Closing my eyes. I do not consent. Just fucking. <laughs> look, just look at that. It's not even a video. It's a picture. I'm scared. Look at the thing. Look at it. Ew! <laughs> I told you I didn't want to look. Why? You would. You should have known that was not going to be good for me. Oh god! That's so, how it starts, though. No, no, no. It's just Arnold. Oh, I see that. I see that picture. <laughs> he looks. He looks like he's taking a shit right here. Yeah. So people want to find evidence and therefore proof so badly that they will go to extreme lengths with even the most mundane information if they can. Just like we saw here with the two failed Air Force reports. Now, I'm sure we're all familiar with the Sagan standard. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Have you not heard of that before? No. Holy fucking Shit. You told me to come completely unaware of everything. I thought you would maybe have like accidentally watched a fucking documentary on like History Channel. Why? When I can watch I HGTV. Mm, I, oh my god! <laughs> no. I thought maybe you went to at least one science class in your life. I love science. Yeah, we even talked about Roswell in science class. Did you really? Not my science classes. I think so. Yeah. I'm in like fucking AP Physics. What are you talking about? Oh wow, Listen, smarty I'm... pants. No, all we talked about was really boring shit. We talked about fun stuff. Like all you dumb kids. Yeah. My class was nothing but just dirt. We just finger painted in dirt. I mean, I was I as a freshman in your math classes. You were like a junior or senior and you literally <laughs> ate chalk. So you're not, you have no room. Hold on, talk. though. Hold on, though. You call me fat. Let this. No. Let, so remember, listeners, that story you just heard, now they're married. That was before we even got together. But you decided, I'm going to marry I've, that kid. I saw that him. I saw him school. eat chalk. He in the hallway with his dick out in math class. You rubbed your balls on me in the cemetery. And I still was like, you know what? This is the this one. This is the one. I was like, hey, you stupid bitch. Tomorrow you're going to ask me out. All right. He held my purse and walked me home. Thank you. And here we are 11 years later. Happily ever after. <laughs> this is the one. Man. Well, Man. I, I mean... <laughs> That it's just irresistible. How it, can you not it, want that? It, it's a great. Story. What can I say? It's I a have, great origin I have story. This we met at the Bethel me. McDonald's parking lot. Hell yeah! I feel like a lot of people met at that parking yeah. lot. Just truly an epic love story. I could see that being made into a movie. Oh yeah, we deserve our own. <laughs> I'd have movie to find someone sure. that looks like me the most. So like, you would have to have Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa play you. I mean, maybe Chris Hemsworth. Maybe. Chris Evans, and then maybe like Jessica Alba. You know, one of those guys that look all right. Ariana Grande, if she ever wants to get back into acting. Maybe Chris Hemsworth in Endgame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I relate to that so much. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's me now. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so since we're, we're like, not... Like, I didn't deny it. I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, since we're not... I've seen the picture. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> the Peter Griffin picture. <laughs> this is fun. 
Uh, it is. I forgot uh, that picture existed. <laughs> I should print that out and put that by my office. <laughs> so that way when I'm at work and I'm like just kind of tired or what? feeling blah, I can look up at it and then just like laugh. Oh, was that so your hard. dad? What did I say? Ew. He looked like the, the one guy from, what was it? The 90 Day Fiance or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, the guy with no neck. That night. horrible person. The guy that's always sweating. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's <laughs> exactly. A, so yeah, people have at least seen his that picture. It's just the picture where Matt looks like that, but he's laying down, and that's why he looks. Disclaimer: He doesn't really look like that. Anymore. Yeah, it's just it. It's a weird optical illusion. But it was man. I'm so, it was like my my <laughs> finest you, photography work to date. It looked like you were. That's looking, your finest. You didn't, oh, that, yes. you didn't capture the image at all. That picture looked like a funhouse mirror come to life. <laughs> that's what it was. It was a Snapchat filter. Yeah, except not on the face, on the body. Yeah, new update. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, you take plenty more. Yeah, I will. God damn it. Come here. As I was saying, the Sagan Standard, which only me and Josh know. Yeah, no one else in the world. That's a lie. Nope. Sagan knows it. Well, he knew it. He's dead. <laughs> extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. So I believe that. I truly do. But I also, I was literally thinking about this last night. I believe that there's almost another idea that lies somewhat in this quote. And to me, it's extraordinary, to put it, okay, put it this way. Extraordinary theories require adequate information. And I would say adequate theories require extraordinary information. Are you like a philosopher? So, no. But what I'm saying is, I feel like it's so easy to persuade people, some people, I mean, at least, the diehards, that this Roswell was an actual alien spaceship that fell. Even though they have no evidence to point in that direction whatsoever. <clears throat> All they have is accounts. All they have is... Somebody literally saying, I saw a body once, and they're like, oh, my God, aliens. But. They want to believe. They do. But the adequate, the more satisfactory explanation of, well, you know what? Maybe it was a weather balloon. Well, that's boring. And I understand that. But you have extraordinary <laughs> evidence to say that it was a weather balloon. They're like, no, I yeah, don't Yeah, but it's it. more fun to believe that it's not. Well, I get it's more fun. I mean, well, it's like your scope, your vision. I mean, if you stretch like your arms out, like, per se, no. You got your arms straight out. Your vision is everything in between your arms, everything in front of you at first when something happens. But the more explanations you get or more evidence pointing you towards an explanation, it narrows your scope because you don't have to look around as much. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. You know, you can encompass it. It could be aliens. It could be dragons. It can be wormholes. It can be whatever. But then you find out, Oh, well, actually, we had this government program running on. It's like, oh, okay, well, now my scope gets a little more, you know, more focal point, more pinpointed, actually. Um, and, yeah, then you find out that uh, they were high-altitude balloons and they were made out of uh, this material. Then it kind of goes in a little bit more, and it just narrows down to a more reasonable explanation, more adequate theory, but you had to require an extraordinary amount of evidence to get there to some, rather than having an extraordinary theory, it's aliens, and having very minimal information, but people still believe that. Does that make any sense whatsoever? Yeah. It's a balloon. It's a plane. It's Superman. That's the reaction I get from this? I'm sorry. 
<laughs> Thank you. I only reacted like that because I knew you'd be disappointed. I just I would bow. Seek I would bow. I'm sorry, I'm to disappoint high. you. I like. I actually kind of like what you said there because I'm thinking of it as the more adequate theories of it's a balloon, and well, then it kind of gets to like it's a plane, and then all of a sudden the extraordinary theory is Superman. It's like, well, hold on. Yeah, you, you you don't know any of that. There's a lot more evidence that we could probably use to see that it is a, a balloon than it is. I think Superman. you're giving humans too much credit. Well, yeah, no, we can like, be an expert in anything and not know literally, anything. My so. well, yeah, <laughs> my dumb comment is just the epitome of human beings. Like, I mean, look at now. Jump you, into conclusions. You yeah. give them all of this information. And try to explain it nope. to them. Vaccines cause yeah. autism. And they're just like, yep, it's a balloon. Yep. Like that's no, nope. no. Trump won. Trump won. <laughs> yeah. 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 Prove it. Well, he, he didn't win. I will say I don't I shouldn't have to prove it. Everyone else has proved <laughs> well, that's it. That's what I'm saying. People are gonna believe what they want to believe, and there's no talking around that. I try no, for the, the, for the most part. Be, not tr- everyone's this like is that. not a political podcast. No, but I'm saying that's just kind of how it is. Like you can have something so obvious as who is sitting in the office as a president and they still not believe you. It's like they're just that narrow. They don't want to believe. But they, yeah, versus they're other hard, people they're want yeah. to believe. It's just... Yeah, I know. Like the, the, reasoning the, only gets so the far The human brain has not changed. No. Over the many years that we have like evolved, our to brains our final form. I mean, we still see fire. And we're like, whoo, whee, whee. Like we get we get excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I every time I see fire, I'm like fuck yeah, arson. I still drive along the back roads and I go cow moo. I literally see a bunny and I'm like, bunny. Uh, yeah, I I saw witnessed that like an hour ago. Yeah, I just can't help it. And it she, was like, she hits that frequency with her voice. Oh, all dude. like all sleeper agents like click online. Yeah, like, every nuts. dog within three <laughs> miles just went. What the fuck? I bet you open that window blind right now. There's gonna be fifty dogs in window there. Window blind. Do it. Window right blind. Now. Thank you. Right now. <laughs> open it. I Let's go. Can't reach. That's um, a lot of. Do I look like Mr. Fantastic? <laughs> I can't lean any more than like 13 you, degrees you know, without you know having a saying? fucking asthma you attack. Stretch a little bit, everything. You know. What? Yep. Mm-hmm. You could be sitting on the couch and then like go take the garbage out, just still sitting on the couch. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. But anyway, so as I was saying, it's not nearly as catchy, but extraordinary theories require adequate, adequate information, and adequate theories require extraordinary information. It seems. So, <clears throat> are you gonna like trademark that? No, it's too long. It's boring. We could put it on a shirt. Could I'm go. not sure if I have a big enough shirt. You can only buy it in like three X. Your size. <laughs> <laughs> Never ends. <laughs> but so, so okay, some I other idea. He said it. And that theory also goes with, yeah, people. No, we we covered it. People being hard headed and, and stubborn and not wanting to find that adequate theory. They want to keep with the more fantastical outcome. And I have some examples to show about that. We mentioned it on the cover art of our Roswell series, the alien autopsy video. Uh Astonishing Legends. I mean, it it had been said, it had been hoaxed before, but Astonishing Legends podcast. It's a great short film. Did a, yeah, it is. Did a great multi-part series about the alien autopsy. They did investigate. a multi-parter on that? Well, they did because they got the guy who originally created it to be a hoax on the show oh, to okay. explain everything. Did and, you mean to say hoax? Yeah. Yeah. No, th- it is a hoax. And the guy who made it explains everything of how he did it, 
why he did it. And yet somehow along the way of processing that and trying to air it on television and make money off it, he said, like, I wanted to make money off it. I wanted to do something just fun and exciting and whatnot. Someone else got a hand of it, whether they were trying to market it or sponsor them or whatever it was, got their hand on it. And now they are the ones that put it out as real. And now they're making of money off of it. And he's like, I'm literally trying to tell, it's like that is a fake. dead pulling away. I'm yeah. like an anti-hero trying to tell you what the fuck I did. And no one believes me now. But that is a case, and there's another case I that came would across. That so frustrating. Wouldn't it be? Oh, my God. So I came across another case recently. I mean, this was like within the last five or ten years. I can't remember the people involved, their names or whatever, but someone came in possession of someone's, um, I think someone had, had become deceased, and they, require, or they acquired their files or, or files on something. I think maybe the deceased person had a friend of this person that acquired the files, knew that they had an interest in like the paranormal. So he's like flipping through all this stuff, and he finds these two pictures of what looks like an alien body on like this table or not. And there's like a plaque there, and it has some writing, but you couldn't see it, the, the real grainy kind of shitty photos. But he's like, what could this be? I can't remember if the person that had died had an interest in Roswell or he did, but he thought maybe this was connected to Roswell. So I started investigating it. He found out that the person that died was like related to uh, Truman's wife at the time. So she had to know secrets. Like all this stuff kind of added up and he got someone in on him to basically, long story short, make a documentary about this and show this picture at the end of the story. This was years in the making and he couldn't find anyone to, uh, to foot the bill. Finally did some, I think Mexican film producer or something like that in Mexico, um, who said, yeah, I would do it. And he did. And within days after showing that documentary, people online, like I said, this is five, 10 years ago, people online took those images, enhanced it, which enhanced is not the correct word. Cause you can't really like enhance this or enhanced images really, but they like digitally edited it to where you could see what was on the table and read the plaque. And the plaque just said that this was like the body of a two year old mummified boy. But they Y'all couldn't had, have started there. That's the thing. It's like he became so infatuated with this, again, this extraordinary theory that this was an alien from Waswell. He disregarded any adequate information, any adequate ways to find that information, just simply digitizing it in a positive way. And finding out that it was actually a mummy this whole time. Because now he looks, quote unquote, dumb. You know, there. this reminds me of, um, there was a show on TV briefly where it was like a room escape game. Where two groups of people were trying to escape the same room. But obviously two different sets because they were doing it at the same time. And the people, like the commentators, the hosts of this show, would chime in with like little facts about how the brain works. Yeah. Um, like, why these people are like obviously ignoring this and not going for that and trying this and trying that. And there's literally a term for it. I can't remember what he's, he called it, but there's literally a term that where your brain, like say you're in a situation like that, like in a, a room escape will completely just go, well, it has to be hard. It can't be the easy option yep. and completely disregard anything that makes sense and just go for the weirdest most outlandish this must be the answer I mean, when I'm, there could be a key on the table and they're gonna go no yeah. that's not it i'm and sure they, this isn't the term but in a way the opposite of that is occam's razor occam's razor where the most basically like mundane explanation to whatever it is is most likely what it is yeah no but there it was like specifically like in situations like certain situations your brain kind of like how 
you know, you kind of forget things you don't need to remember. Mm-hmm. Your brain like is this podcast. like, yes, yeah. exactly. But your brain is like literally like, oh, like I'm assuming the answer is not easy. It's like when a girl and then just, is like, and then just super erases. flirty with you and yeah, just and like you, you the, the most upfront and like just all kinds of hints, like literally like I want you and you're like, mm, nah, is that happening just, all the time, Josh? just being friendly. No. <laughs> all the time. Can Every I suck day. your dick off your body? And you're <laughs> nice like, try, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real, like your brain can be like, oh, there's a key on the table for the door. And you're like, nope, can't be that. And you just. No, it's got to be chocolate. <laughs> Literally. And you could have just picked up the key and like unlocked the door. But that's I will like, say my mind works that. like that quite a bit. Yeah. Well, I have to tell it The to human stop. brain does. Like it's actually the way our yeah, brain works. Yeah, you're a human. What? <laughs> yeah. Sorry to drop that, that, that ball on you. <laughs> so now I'm going to move on to the revenue from Roswell. Revenue? Like money? Like money. I like money. Just hints a little more at this being like, hmm, this started up at a very weird time for a very weird reason, if it was to be aliens. So even the people of Roswell want to believe that the entire history of the crashed alien spacecraft and recovering of alien bodies. Now, the city of Roswell suffered economically for the latter half of the 20th century. But when books were being published and television shows were aired, they noticed an influx in tourism. Well, duh. In 1996, one official noted that Roswell had made over $5 million in revenue due to the UFO tourism. That same year, the city of Roswell created the World UFO Festival, and the first festival took place on July 8, 1997, the following year. Every year since then has accumulated tens of thousands of people for the small town of Roswell. We going? Uh, I would love to. Sounds like a similar event that happens not far from us. That is mm-hmm. very, very true. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, how at least I word it seems like, you know, they, if it was aliens, cool, but we're not thinking too much of it. But now that we know we can market this and make bank off our little hometown being where an alien crashed 50, or excuse me, well, at that point, yeah, 50 years ago, they're like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what they did. They capitalized on it. So a person I found here recently was a gentleman by the name of Nick Redfern who also has published uh, some books on Roswell, one of the, oh God, probably hundreds of authors that published books on on Roswell. He's a British best-selling author, journalist, cryptozoologist, and ufologist, and he has authored over 40 books. I'm not sure. Who has the time? That's what I just just (laughs) literally was going to say. But how? So uh, She's like, who has the time? I just said Stephen King. Well, I mean, his books are just, like, long. Yeah, his books are long, but he still puts out fucked up books. That's true. I don't know how many he's put out. But this guy has authored over 40 books. And his first book that kind of went into some Roswell detail was Body Snatchers in the Desert, The Horrible Truth at the Heart of the Roswell Story. I just Googled how many books has Stephen King written. <coughs> at least 78. Holy shit. So, yeah. God. The Roswell UFO Conspiracy, Exposing a Shocking and Sinister Secret, is kind of a follow-up book that Nick Redfern did from his first one, Body Snatchers in the Desert. So Kathy Caston, a friend of the author Nick Redfern, had left some files of her research to him after she had passed. I know this is going to sound vaguely similar to the story I just talked about, the two-year-old mummified boy, but it is not the same. 
Amongst all these files were some that investigated the Roswell crash. And in one file, she had several sources that claimed to know what happened to that one Xeno pilot, if you will, uh, that survived the crash but was critically injured. The one survivor was taken to a place called Fort Stanton. It's an old military base since the 1800s, and it is not far of a distance away from the ranch where the incident happened. Fort Stanton held some Japanese captives during the Second World War, and I mean Japanese as in the Japanese Americans that lived here, not the ones kamikazing us. And um, at some point it was home to some physically and mentally ill patients, and uh, once a tuberculosis hospital. So the aura of this place, basically, was always meant to take care. It was acted like a hospital, at least in some ways. So apparently they thought to themselves when they recovered these bodies, the closest place nearby that possibly could be of use was Fort Stanton. The being died at Fort Stanton days later, according to Kathy's sources, and was buried in the cemetery that overlooked Fort Stanton. So if we should go anywhere, maybe we should go there and dig it up. Okay. Be like grave robbers. I'm trying to imagine what the hell it would be like to think that. Dig up a grave in a cemetery and actually uncover an alien body. Wouldn't it be all decomposed? Probably. Unless aliens don't decompose. Yeah. Unless for some reason and the you know, the the temperature and the Nutrients and uh, nutrients nutrients is, is, is that the plural nutrients nutrients yes. in the soil was just the right time thing whatever conditions I, thank you so much for being here I appreciate this it. is what I'm here for Jesus but fuck maybe if something like that happens some weird act of nature yeah sure other than that I would assume it would decompose but you can't I, assume it's an you don't well, know nothing. Yeah, you don't know anything about how well, they're, they're biology. When they die, maybe their blood turns into embalming fluid. I don't know. Yeah, you don't know about their anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe they have two wieners. Do you? No. But that's what we're saying. No, you I'm not don't the one know. assuming. Yeah, we're not assuming. We're you know what you do yeah, when you assume that I'm assuming. You know what you you're are doing? assuming. You know what you do when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. Yeah. <laughs> My dad always said that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People in their fucking like 70s talk about yeah, that. So don't assume. Shh, bitch. You're just mad because we attacked you. I am mad. <laughs> Why are you fucking crying? <laughs> well, Stop this, this senseless violence. The first ever recorded instance of a crashed Do you think alien. Make sex vessel. tapes. I was like literally talking for like thirty seconds, and she just goes, "You know what? I'm gonna fucking interrupt him with this." <laughs> Makes what sex tapes? They gotta reproduce. I wonder if they want to watch it. She had a thought. She had to get it out, and it was a fucking important one. Apparently, I, it's a. We ass- okay, we okay. assume they die. We assume they decompose. We assume they probably eat and poop and have babies. That's that necessities of life. Because maybe they reproduce and maybe they record it. See, when you said that, I didn't hear everything you said, but I heard tape. And I was like, well, can you See, be See, he two- literally looks I- at me while I talk and he just no. says, I don't hear what you say. <laughs> We're all fucking talking. It was hard to hear what you just said. God, this podcast has become a fucking marriage. But I marriage will say. Shut up, Josh. Stay out of it. two <laughs> options. Either she said sex tape. Or she said mixtape. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, either oh, no, one. No, no. Uh, yeah. A mixtape is featured on the sex tape. No, either but, one would no, be no, lit. No, no, no. A fucking mixtape, that's just dubstep. No, a mixtape can be anything. Well, no, it can't no, be anything. But uh, for yeah, an alien, yeah. it would probably oh, be dubstep. Oh, an alien, yeah, yeah, yeah. Electronica. Yeah. You know, um, Pulse, And that's whatever. some really fast humping if you're doing that to the music. 
Well, you don't have to do it to the music. That's what, what I'm saying. They one in the same. I think the I mixtape in the background of the jackhammer. I prefer an alien mixtape. Well, I kind of want to see how they do it. You mm. want to see how they do it? No, because I mean, I just kind of assume. Here he goes assuming again. <laughs> it could be the weirdest fucking thing ever, and you you just like what if it's like touching your pinky finger to your pinky toe, <laughs> and now you're pregnant. Reminds me of the aliens in um, Scary Movie yeah, 3. where they pee on their, their fingers. <laughs> exactly. And they say hello by kicking each other in the balls. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. God, just, now I'm imagining a fucking alien sex tape. And that's, I what like I'm, it. that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you assuming oh, they speak oh, English? Yeah. Oh, I'm translating. Oh, okay. <laughs> translating? That's translating? Oh, God. What's the original? <laughs> Is he a fucking like auctioneer? <laughs> he could be. That's what their mixtapes sound like. Okay. Whoa. Could sell me anything. Oh, yeah. oh, Stop oh, it. Yeah. Could you imagine in signs when he had a little radio up? That's what he got. Oh, yeah. Can you record oh, that? Yeah. Make that your oh, your yeah. tone so you can wake up to that in the morning. Uh, oh, oh, baby. Huh? <laughs> I was trying to be quiet. So you got a good snippet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Make that his text tone every time he texts you. That, oh, oh, yeah. Just oh, that. Oh, Just yeah. that. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't wait to be like in the fucking DMV when that goes off. People are looking I mean... at me and I'm like, oh, God damn it. Jonas. Silent button exists for a reason, all right? <laughs> Like, oh, that's right. He doesn't have a silent button. I just have to make the situation bigger if people start looking at me like, the fuck's yes. wrong? I'd be like, stop fucking calling me. I don't want to buy crack from you anymore. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hang up and just be done with it. I would send so many texts if you did that to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, Sorry. Kathy and her sources who were like, oh, yeah, things buried out back. She also seemed to focus <laughs> on a gentleman named William Randolph Randall Lovelace the Second. Fuck that. What? That name. <laughs> he had extra long business Fuck cards. Fuck that name. <laughs> no, it just goes off the edge. It just stops like halfway through his second name. He's got like a little fucking like piece of paper that's taped to the side of it. Yeah. Exactly. A post-it note just taped to it, yeah. Or it's like C back and you flip it over. Oh, okay. It's on the back. William Randolph Lovelace II goes by Randall Lovelace. Uh, he went on to acquire um, a very high position in NASA, might I add. And uh, she was told, Kathy was told by many of her other sources that she had interviewed and whatnot, that Lovelace really tried to save this being's life. He was there performing on it. And later, he was trying to understand its injuries and cause of death. He researched, he apparently researched this thing for years. Uh, reportedly, Lovelace was at Fort Stanton just hours after the military had arrived at the crash site. And Lovelace also studied high-altitude flights and aspects of the space race. So this guy was very involved with the uh, outer worlds, if you will, I guess, the interstellar depths of space and what could be inhabiting it. But... Again, like everything else I can find from this case, I get this hot trail, this hot, Steamy. steaming load of trail, and it just fucking dead ends. Can't find anything else about it. It gets as far as this, and it stops. Which is, in my eyes, it's a red flag that I can't find anything else about it, because this just sounds like one person made this story about somebody else. Mm-hmm. Anyway, getting away from Kathy and now back to Nick Redfern. He talks a little in his book, the um, 
Roswell UFO conspiracy book uh, about the weird markings and hieroglyphics that were found on the wreckage. Now, I don't think you've ever seen the pictures of it, but it's basically... There you go, assuming again. Yeah, can't help it, apparently. <laughs> There's like a steel beam kind of picture. Oh, it's a what? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like this steel beam, and it's actually got these purple, <laughs> not veins, but purple markings in it, and it looks like hieroglyphics to some, Sumerian to others. It looks Japanese to a few people as well. I don't know how they're looking at it differently to get all those different... Dude, it's literally like the book Interstellar Pig, where the book changes language based on who's reading it. Just just like that. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't read that book. You gave it to me to read, I think. No, I didn't. Or you have it up there for me to read. No, I couldn't find it. Good talk. So, okay. The Air Force said during their investigation that the weather balloons that they had sent them, they would put all these little emblems and sigils and badges and whatever on them for no apparent reason. Just because it looks cool? I get. I don't really believe that they just did it for no reason. I mean, I girls they can go did get it. like Chinese symbols of like something that they think means love, and it just means chicken soup. I mean, it's that is no true. Reason, so that they just is do it because they like it. That is true. I, I don't know. I feel like it'd be. I mean, I guess because Nick then goes on to say that the story he received was yes, there were strange markings on the materials, and that it was Japanese writing. He's heard the others, but most that he's heard is Japanese writing. In the Second World War, when our allies were dropping bombs from planes on the Germans, crewmen would write silly messages with chalk on those bombs. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. so fucked up. I yeah, mean, like, they, yeah. take that, Adolf. That's so... Oh, well, well, that, if, no, if it's Adolf, no. then fine. Yeah, God bless America. <laughs> I mean, they know, would do that shit all the time. I mean, they've even done that in, like, some of the Star Wars Yeah, but you films. know they're not yeah, exactly. always bombing... You know, it's you know, ass-eating season. Shit like that. I mean... <laughs> I'm just saying you could write whatever the hell you want. I mean, people would, would write like love you and then like their significant other on it and whatnot and just drop that bomb down and watch it explode. But anyway, some believe that the Germans that we had working on the atomic bombs for us, or even the Japanese that we had working for us, maybe they left their own messages on what they were creating for the US. Even if they were creating whatever if it was project mogul and we had some germans and or japanese i mean it could have been americans obviously working on this stuff and they wanted to write their own weird shit more specifically the japanese because you know the characters of their language would be well not to make a pun here but a foreign to some of us um but people obviously would look at it and be like oh my god what the hell is that alien language when really it just says chicken noodle soup chicken noodle soup mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and believe it or not, <clears throat> I found this interesting, but the, the art of writing on bombs or weapons, ammo, whatever, is actually over 2,000 years old. That practice of doing that is. Did we have bombs 2,000 years ago? That's why I said bombs, ammos, weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, people write on like cannons and shit too. Yeah. So maybe that is a possible explanation as to what these strange markings that were found on the uh, the wreckage of the craft were. Listen, people like to write on shit. They do. What? Bathroom stalls. Bathroom art at venues will forever be my favorite thing. Oh my God, yeah. You're never bored when you're peeing. No, that's true. It's always a good time. It's like there's one at like the venue that I go to all the time that says dyslexics untie. I've seen, yeah. One of my fucking favorites. <laughs> <laughs> So up until 1946, perhaps 1947, a lot of the balloons that were flown by the military in New Mexico were polyurethane balloons. By early 1947, though, they started looking into aluminum in order to laminate the polyurethane balloons. Can you say it like a British person? Aluminium. It's aluminium. 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 You said aluminium. 
No, I didn't. Alien. Absolutely not. When you <laughs> do this, the balloon could essentially bunch up, fold up, crunch up, whatever you want, and then revert back to normal. However, it doesn't go back perfectly like some people say that their material did. It would have creases like you mentioned earlier. Um, oh, yeah. So wow. It, Look at that. It all goes full circle. I didn't even mean to do that. Wow. In the end, Cassandra's always right. <sighs> <laughs> and in the end, it didn't even matter. Nope. Or it Tried doesn't so even matter. Hard. Sorry. Got so far. Fucked up the lyrics. So anyway, uh, those possible ex- explanations of what Roswell could be. Now I want to get into what is referred to as the smoking gun of Roswell. Josh, do you know what that might be? I've heard you say that. What, smoking the, gun? The Roswell smoking gun. That. I've heard you mention it before. I'm going to say smoking gun's just like a general term. Yeah, I mean, the B... The like lead on a, I guess, a case, unexplainable situation, whatnot. You know, you got something that seems pretty much the, the evidence that's hard to debunk. Yeah, that's a much better way to put it. No takers. Okay, the Ramy memo. I said no takers. Oh. In... So you're talking about the drink you just picked up? I was like, <laughs> good. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Delicioso. Thanks, Dora. Come on, Bominos. Get to the fucking point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Sorry. The Ramy memo. Thank you. <laughs> in the photograph that me and Josh were talking about earlier, where it shows the guy, he's got like that weird balloon material. He's got a super out, fake smile on his face. Spread out on the floor, and he's kind of like looking up at the sky. He's got a note in his hand. And out of these seven shots that were taken, one, the uh, the note actually is like flipped a little bit towards the camera. And we're, people have been trying for, I guess, nearly 75 years now to really see what is written on that note. Because that could make or break this whole entire case. Just says fake in big letters. <laughs> says fuck you. Just has his uh, his boss's like Wendy's order on it. <laughs> Just like milk, eggs, bread. His wife hookers. Blow. Yeah, I can't forget that. The essentials. So I wanted to touch back on the Ra- Randy uh, Randy memo, Ramy memo, and I say touch back because I believe we did mention it. Uh, part two, maybe part three of our series, but we really didn't do it justice. We didn't go into great detail, and that was unfortunate because, like I said, this is the smoking gun. This is the biggest piece of evidence we have of the entire Roswell case. So I believe um, I might have given a brief description on it, but I'm not entirely sure. Like I had said about maybe now a couple minutes ago, in those pictures taken of what seems to be the wreckage the gentleman is holding a piece of paper that has some sort of information that is more than likely addressed to the case but we can't discern what it is so i found a site library.uta.edu slash roswell this site is for the university of texas in arlington special collections and it has a great amount of history you know they have like I think damn near 5 million negatives of pictures of all kinds of history throughout um, Texas, basically. The UTA library currently holds photographs and negatives from the incident as part of the large 
Fort Worth Star Telegram collection that chronicles the history of Fort Worth in West Texas. It's here where people can find all of the original pictures, including the negatives of those photos that involve the Ramey memo. And they even have a $10,000 reward to anyone or any group who can provide an accurate descriptive read of the Ramey memo. And you can email them at RameyMemo at gmail.com. I know. I can't believe they actually scored that. I really can't. And as you can probably tell to this day, it has still been impossible to quote-unquote decipher. The UTA Library Special Collections Division has partnered with researchers like Kevin Randall, David Rudiak, Simon Scollum, and Jerry Morlock to document and disseminate photographic assets held by the libraries related to the Roswell UFO incident of 1947. At the time, the object in question, said to be a weather balloon, was flown to the Fort Worth Army Airfield where reporters saw and photographed the material. So the story goes, if memory serves me right, that Marcel went to where Ramey was at, he put down the material he had in the wreckage, uh, it might have been in a box, and then he went into another room with Ramey to discuss how they were going to address this to the reporters that were just outside. Once time came and they went back out, his box and everything was gone and replaced with, as Josh said, some really clean fucking aluminum foil you would cook lasagna, lasagna in. And so... Like they peeled it off a baked potato and just went, here you go. Here you go. Yeah. As the Outback employee left. See ya. <laughs> You're welcome. I do be loving some baked potatoes. Yeah. But here are some of... Now this... The UTA, the University of Texas in Arlington, not to be confused with the other UTA, University... Uh, of Texas and Austin. Or unleash the archers. Or unleash the archers. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, no, they actually have it very accessible for anyone to go online to the um, the link that I had just previously mentioned, and it'll be in the show notes of this episode, and look at all the high-resolution photos that they have taken of the photograph. And they even have it to where, I mean, you can use them free of use, whatever you need to. I think they ask you know, for you to... Well, ask permission in a way if you're going to use it for some sort of marketing, whatnot. Um, but if you want like an actual scan of it, you pay like a $10 like protection fee thing and they can ship it to you. They're really open about it. They want people to find out what's on this because, like I said, it's a smoking gun of Roswell. I mean, this could potentially <laughs> say. It, it's it, the potential smoking gun. I mean, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't call it a smoking gun because we have no idea what the fuck it is. Well, it can only be confirmed a smoking gun once it is confirmed what it is. Yeah. Otherwise, now it's just speculation. But some of these, you know, high resolution pictures that we have here of, you know, whatever this thing could say, you know, we have, and it's still impossible to read. You know, we have this one. Oh, easy. Oh, easy is right. Easy is right. The best picture we have is probably this one. I mean, come on. That says right there, Cassandra is so pretty and so funny, and I love her. That's all it says. I'm going to go dig up Rami's body and kick the living <laughs> shit out of it for hitting on my girl. <laughs> and we have like this one, and they take multiple different photos of it, and they, you know. Bro, look at his thumb. <laughs> What's wrong with it? Look at that thumbnail. It's like What's a 90 degree angle on it. That thing's sharp. Well, yeah, he's, he's holding it like this. Or it's a Coke nail. We That's don't know. Well, no, that's really used the long. pinky though. Yeah, and it's really uh, that's long. True. But the but one thing here is it. what a lot of people believe in the top line of this um this note here is it says something la la la, la like the victims of, of the wreck. The... Yeah, I could see that. I mean, at you least can, of the 
Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, do you see what I'm talking about? Like the top line there yeah. says, yeah. like the victims of the wreck, possibly. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So the I mean, the closer that... you get, though, I feel like the harder it is to look. Sure. Like to read it. I mean, the first letter of victims, if if it is assumed to be victims, does look like a V. So it's kind of like, ooh, what could that be? Vitamins. <laughs> Flintstone vitamins. Vitamins. So a really great thing on this website that I mentioned a little bit earlier, um, they actually have a document called Deciphering the Ramey Memo that you can download and check out for yourself. And it's 21 pages of fabulous history talking about, well, the history of this photo, who took it, and along the way, all of the people who tried to make sense of what it could possibly say, or at least certain lines and words here and there. Um, the original guy, I believe, who took the photograph was J. Bon Johnson. I think his name's actually John Bon Johnson. Um, from the Fort Worth Star, he was the one that he was the pho photographer, the reporter, or so that was sent to Ramey's office and got the pictures, especially the one that you know is so famous now. Um, and it passed through a bunch of hands. Uh, shortly after, it wasn't until like a 1980, I think people really started to look into what it could say. Yeah, people could see the word balloons. Uh, they could see weather balloons. They could see Fort Worth, Texas, which I will say in this photo that I just recently downloaded. To show you guys, I would say underneath what looks to be the victims of the, I would say that looks like Fort Worth with a comma, T-E-X period, mm -hmm. like Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. But this shows that it, it seems to have some sort of relation to whatever the incident is then and now playing out. Again, it's not like their Wendy's order. Very, very detailed uh, description if anyone wants to go through the history of that. I'm not going to read all 21 pages of Thank it. You. Otherwise, we'll be here forever, huh? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Glad to help. <laughs> uh, this one, uh, gentleman here, who was this? Might have been J. Bon Johnson himself um, with Ron uh, Regeer, a space and satellite engineer. Now, they, they help um, provide, I think, one of the first, if not the first, uh, descriptions of what it could possibly say. And they have like, as the, and then four hours, the victims of the, at Fort Worth, Texas, the crash story for mm -hmm. 0984 acknowledges all these random words that they think they can make out from it. And slowly but surely, this will change over the years. Even victims changes, and I'm not, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it doesn't seem to point towards like aliens. Mm -hmm. um, I know Expedition Unknown, which I think was like Expedition X, the hunt for extraterrestrials with Josh Gates. He, I think, interviewed Kevin Randall, and they looked at it themselves with some high-tech equipment. Um, I believe there were other shows like History's Greatest Mysteries, maybe, that looked into it themselves to try and figure out what it could say. Yeah, I, I don't have much more detail than that, I would say, than to check it out yourself. Like I said, I'm not going to read all 21 pages of this. Uh, but it's a very detailed report on what the Raimi memo has to say. Something I want to say here at the end, and it might take a little bit so you guys can close your eyes, but near the end of the document by the UTA that I was just talking about, they have some observations and conditions of the negative itself, and they have some conclusions they made about it, and I'd like to just read it to show you that it's in good hands, and the people that are in charge of it, and who they let see it. I mean, they, they go through the whole process of giving you special paper to write your notes down and special gloves and whatnot. You, I don't think you can ever handle it. They have to acclimate it if you want to see it. Uh, whole like the fucking Declaration of Independence. Ex that's exactly <laughs> how this is treated. Damn. And it, it is, without a doubt, the most requested negative for people to want and see. 
But what they say here is, the densities of the emulsion layers appeared well-fixed and readable with no significant damage or degradation of the area of text forming the purpose of the examination. These materials are in professional curatorship at the University of Texas at Arlington Special Collections and their longevity assured in their current location. Observable damage to the negatives is consistent both with their age and use prior to being preserved by the Special Collections Library. In particular, the time pressures and techniques of newspaper photographers often required less than optimal processing and drying times before being printed to meet short publication deadlines. Damage consistent with this practice is present. They even spent like a $800,000 on some new system once they noticed that some of their negatives had some wear and tear to them to preserve them for even longer. And I think the, the woman that uh, God, what was her name? I don't know, but she was talking about it on a podcast I was listening to. She says, now we can probably extend their life about 500 years. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just eight, just $800,000, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, over 500 years pays for itself. No shit. So exposure levels of the film recorded by flash were adequate and no subject or camera shake evident. The camera was well focused on critical parts of the scene and the memo within the focus zone set by the photographer and diaphragm. With these negatives in relatively good condition, well exposed and processed and professionally preserved, the problem of whether the text can be read is one mainly of scale. The height and width of any font relative to the size and distribution of the silver halides, I'm not sure, on the film is the main determinant of whether individual letters, forms can be identified and contribute to the full or partial reading of the memo. The magnification factor of the microscope gave better insights into the granular dis distribution of the halides comprising letter forms. Unfortunately, the resolution of the images was less than ideal, and full copies of original images and enhanced versions are attached, which they are. Negatives were then examined and recorded using the Special Collections Digital Microfiche System. David Rudiak, with assistance of library staff, took a series of image recordings with bracketed exposures and raw and enhanced copies of these files are attached. Original negatives were imaged using a Canon digital camera with both a macro and micro lens in Canon's proprietary format. I then recorded negatives using a Canon film camera with both a macro and micro lens on ultra-high resolution Kodak recording film. Method and results. Images from microscope, microfiche, and digital camera have been processed into groups of raw and enhanced files. High dynamic range photography has been used to harness the range of tones present with negatives and in particular the memo. The products of HDR imaging have been processed into working files in the form of stacks excuse me, in form of image stacks where the interaction among pixels among layers has been influenced variously too. A, reduce the visual interference of film grain within the emulsion impinging on the character forms. B, separate out the tones of the paper base from the fonts used in the memo to suppress background interference. C, to isolate and lift tonal values of the fonts away from the background in order to render character forms more clearly. Resulting files provide a range of image states ranging from low contrast gray tones to contrasty separated tones for interpretive evaluation. Direct examination of the negative rather than viewing positive generations has allowed a clearer picture of the grain structure down to a focused molecular level. No further increase in visual readability can be achieved. Any additional interpretation of the target message will more than likely be left to the application of adequate search algorithms to differentiate between the type fonts and message background. Whew, I know that was a lot and <laughs> probably a bore to listen to, but it shows the painstaking task that they have taken, a very small excerpt of the painstaking task that they have taken, that they've conducted in order to get the best possible resolution of these pictures that they can to figure out what it says. Because 
us three are not the only ones that are really trying to figure what out, or figure this out, and and uh, basically in the whole conspiracy of what Roswell was. So yeah, if if anyone out there is interested in looking at the Ramy memo itself, Ramy like, memo, uh, Ramy memo, <laughs> <laughs> I hate that now. Ramy memo. I am going to call it that forever. I am not going to be able to stop myself. <laughs> Sorry, the Ramy memo. Uh, it's more God fun that it. way. <laughs> it is more fun. Lighten up this the fucking Ramy room. Memo. This podcast with it's whatever like I just read. Ramy memo. Ramy memo. <laughs> Jesus. Gotta be, gotta be you gotta holding, say yeah. like that. Okay, are you like fucking oh, meditating? Yeah, what the fuck? It's like this. Ramy no. memo. <laughs> Ramy memo. Ramy memo. Ramy memo. Ramy memo. Sorry. What are we doing? What are we doing? I'm being stupid like always. Yeah. So yeah, if anyone wants to look that up, like I said, you can go to the uh, website of library.uta.edu forward slash Roswell. And um, they have a great great collection there if you're interested in this like i am which i don't know if anyone out there really is uh but other than that you know the 75 year mark is next year 2022 and huh so that's crazy it is crazy especially watching youtube (laughs) i could do that (laughs) but trying to stay awake i know i mentioned in the first part of our series that you know there's like different stages of when classified information can be declassified. And one of the marks is the 75-year mark where people can be like, hey, let's see what Roswell is. And then it'll go into review and they'll be like, nah, we didn't find shit. We didn't find shit. You still can't see it. And it's probably still going to be classified. But who knows? Maybe next year around this time, we'll get to see a little bit more it's about Roswell. It's going to be like all those history channel shows. Exactly. Finding just Nessie. just thinking that. Finding end, Bigfoot. We didn't find never it. never find shit. That's true. <sighs> so annoying. God, I was almost about to pay for some episodes of a show, History's Greatest Mysteries, because they did a three-part series on Roswell, just to see what evidence they uncovered, quote-unquote evidence. But then I, I knew thought, it was going to be nothing, because then, then it'd be like global news by that point. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be groundbreaking news. It could be. But whether they came across, you know, oh, yeah, my brother, he said he handled the wreckage, and he wrote this note just before he died, and then it'd just be something ridiculous. <laughs> it was like, I, dang it. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck? And it just ends right there. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't. I saved myself six bucks. I wow. thought, I thought, nah, I probably shouldn't do it. And I was telling You're her, You're thinking, nah, I'm going to save that for McDonald's tomorrow. So I was telling her that I'd actually decided to just go online, went to Reddit first. I was like, I wonder if I can just find people talking about these episodes. Perhaps they'll discuss some of the things I remember watching when it was just on air. I was like, so I don't have to pay six bucks. I mean, it's no big deal. I'm like, come on. And I actually found (laughs) an AMA of the lead investigator that is on that show. Uh, Well, like I said, an AMA, you know, ask me whatever the fuck you want. And these people are like, so uh, did you find any good stuff out there? Did you find aliens? And he's like, no. And they're like, wow, worthless. (laughs) They were, they, they were like literally just, yeah, they were ruthless to the sky. They were. Redditors. Yes, exactly. They were doing <laughs> I mean, what they I mean, do best. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're not all like that. They don't uh, always. But all like the not. top thumbed up comments probably were. They're not. Ninety percent of ninety nine percent of fucking Reddit. I don't Reddit know. Is that um, shit. I'm in like the crochet Reddit, and it's very wholesome and friendly. I don't know. <laughs> I guarantee I you got that. some shitty grandmas on there. I mean, maybe, maybe they. I mean, just believe don't post. it or not, it's actually a lot of depressed millennials. That makes a wow. lot of sense. But, I mean, I fit right in. Yeah, that <laughs> asked me anything was hilarious because, I mean, it was just one question, not even like that kind of blunt of being an asshole 
asshole, but just kind of like, you know, did you guys take this take this action of trying to find radiation and whatnot? This and the guy would be like, well, radiation is kind of hard to do and whatever. And they'd be like, so the short answer is no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but they just did that the whole time. They were and they were like, they just roasting him. They were like, what? One of the questions, the best question was, why not just publicly disclose this rather than make a buck? And, yeah, like why not just actually? And of course, the person's like, well, it's a really hard process and whatever to do, and it's just like. You're dodging my question, really. <laughs> yep. Unfortunate guy. Me what? Ninety. Yeah. Unfortunate guy was just reamed <laughs> by the by those redditors. And he's I never mean, going on Reddit I mean, ever again. Deserve it? No, not necessarily. But when you go to Reddit with an ask me anything, yeah, you can't ask for. If he's a government shill, he did. Yeah, yeah, See a bird? Maybe. I didn't check for feathers. I don't you know. You should have checked for feathers and a beak and talons. It's kind of hard. The giveaway. It's kind of hard when his picture is half covered up by his paper that says, "I'm whatever, whatever. Ask me anything." I'm not a bird. Was Larry, Maybe that was fine print. Was Larry Bird an actual bird? Was his name B-I-R-D or B-Y-R-D? Yeah, um, B, I think it was B-I-R-D. Oh, maybe then. Yeah, B-I-R-D. Oh, yeah, he's a bird, without a doubt. He's a, he's a fucking albatross. He's a bird. Kind of looks like one. Oh, dick. But anyway, that is, at least for right now, Roswell Revisited. Who knows? Maybe I'll do this again next year. I'm sure everyone will be fucking excited about that. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was waiting for. Maybe give me an ice cream cone at the beginning. It'll keep me happy. No. I'm like a toddler. Give me something shiny and give me something no, with no, sugar no, no, and no, I'm no. happy. You, no, you sit through this torment and then I'll give you an ice cream. So we're going to get ice cream. You have ice cream in the fridge. Different. <laughs> it's the same. It's the most innocent. It's different. It is. It's, it's like getting Coke out of a bottle or getting it from McDonald's. It's different. That is different. It's crispy. So, yeah, that's our newest thoughts on Roswell. And, you know, if you guys out there have any thoughts you want to discuss with us, I mean, well, send us a, send us a message on social media or send us an email. If you want to discuss Roswell. Write a review. Write a review. If you want to discuss Roswell amongst yourselves, you can go to the group page on Facebook where we need some help in making it a little more active. Okay, people? No, we can have episode. We know Facebook sucks. We can yeah. have episode discussions or, you know, if you just want to talk about your own shit and have people chime in. What if I post a picture of my literal own shit? If you could like make it into like an actual shape or like a letter. Matt has a picture of his poop on his phone. I do. It's yeah, I scrolled by it on accident. I was not happy. (laughs) (laughs) It was fucking monstrous. And I took a picture to show her later, and then she said she didn't want to see it, and I got angry. Why would I ever want to see that? Why not? I mean, Josh is like, you look at me every day. So what's the difference? But I <laughs> forgot it was on there. That easily flushed. <laughs> I forgot it was on there, of course. And the one time she needs to look at my phone for a picture or something like that, I'm just like, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, oh, no. And then there it was. <laughs> I'm like, ah, what the fuck? This motherfucker about fucking flopped over the toilet seat, dude. <laughs> it was. Okay, that's enough. Yeah, yeah I don't. That's people, good. People don't want to know No, this. we don't need that. They got a head on it, man. I don't think it Stop! Yeah. <laughs> any, Matt, any second longer, it'd be sentient. It'd be a laugh. <laughs> Fucking terrifying. He burst it. I fucking burst it. And you should have heard the Your noises mommy. I was making. Everyone else chimed in in the stalls like an acapella group. It was fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I hate boys. There was a lot of Latin. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this fucking floor started glowing and everything. I don't know what was going on. Sulfur. A lot of what was candles. That? The guy from Power Wolf showed up. Why is there a goat head on the floor? 
Yeah, who brought that there? Sorry, that's mine. Someone take it. Someone takes it back. Uh, but yeah, um, we're still working on some things. I will say, oh fuck, we have made progress. Somebody want to? Somebody want to play me some progress music? Not progressive, just progress. Gotta be louder so the mic picks you up. We now have a website. What was that? Was it was it blast beats or was was that actually a drum roll? I don't know. If I go to Google right now, can I find it? Yes. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? I was keeping it up. But yeah, on the website, we will have <laughs> we'll have the main page, which can direct you to all of our episodes, our back catalog, you know, or even TFR news more specifically. You can check out, you know, categories of our episodes, whether it be UFOs and extraterrestrials or artifacts and constructs or ghosts, apparitions, possessions, whatever it may be. That's why I'm doing this, just to fucking kill you. <laughs> but. <laughs> Fuck with me. <laughs> um, but I'll drown you out. <laughs> on the episodes, you can listen to them right there through the, the uh, anchor. Anchor. Uh, <laughs> What's that? <laughs> anchor? Yes, the anchor player. <laughs> the anchor, but the anchor, but the anchor. Hey, that's my extraterrestrial mixtape. Shut the hell up. Oh, okay. Does it have the... <laughs> do, 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 the that's the baseline. Off. Yeah, that's that's the loop I make. And you I don't even need to spend hours on that stupid computer if you're making music when you got us. How dare you call that multi-thousand dollar machine stupid? Can do this? Nope. Oh, it can. Oh, it definitely can. Are you yeah, going to make a new intro for us? Like you've talked about forever? Uh, I just might. Fuck? But on this website, as I was talking about, since it's grander to have it out now, mm -hmm. you can listen to the episodes on an anchor player that's there. It has descriptions of the episodes that you can obviously read on podcasting websites. Um, there's a whole bunch of pictures that go with each episode, except TFR News necessarily. Um that just show you what we're talking about throughout the episode so you can finally yeah. view those Could as that well. Could possibly house merch in the future? It will house merch in the future. There is a contact page, so you can easily just go to the website and then just submit you know, your name or your nickname or anonymous, however you want to be presented, and your story and whatnot, and send it our way. It goes right to our email. Um, Maybe and a little we'll bit be, of About Us. Yeah, we'll be working on the About yeah. Us page here shortly and whatnot. But, our faces. But you can yeah, go sorry. view it now. You can view it now at <coughs> the farthest reaches podcast.com. With that great news, I think we should <laughs> project sign off. Bye. Goodbye. I'm going to drink myself to death because of that. Because, mm. Thank you. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, everyone. We here at the Farthest Reaches want to say thank you, because you, the listeners, make all of this possible. Please share our podcast with your friends, your family, or total strangers. You can find and connect with us on Facebook at the Farthest Reaches Podcast, Instagram at the Farthest Reaches, or Twitter at TFR Pod Official. There, we will be posting all sorts of strange stuff and updates for upcoming episodes and whatever else we get ourselves into. If you would like to share a personal story by chance, then you can reach us at our email, thefarthestreachespodcast at gmail. We would love to hear from you, and maybe we will even tell your story to the world. 
In the meantime, though, explore the elusive. Seek the knowledge of the obscure, and together we can translate this strange language of reality into something that we can understand. With that said, thanks for tuning in.